Welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. You're listening to a live play recording of Gradient Descent, a role-playing campaign written by Luke Gearing using rules for Mothership, a tabletop role-playing game published by Tuesday Night Games. For more Adventures in Lollygagging, subscribe on YouTube, follow our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash thelollygaggers, and follow us on Twitter at lollygaggerco. Thanks for listening. All right, hello. Welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are playing Mothership tonight. We are continuing our Gradient Descent campaign. They're all practicing the voices of characters uh, that they forgot because we played two weeks ago and no one remembers their voice. And I told them that they shouldn't worry about it because their characters are probably going to die pretty quickly. And so, like, you know, don't get too attached. Uh, I think everyone's in the right place, so I think we're good to go. Uh, Folks in the the chat early, thank you for joining us. Uh, Who do I see? Oh, my gosh. There's people. Oh, I'm already got to stay hydrated, Veronica. Already, okay. yeah. I'm already got to stay hydrated. All right. So that reference, that goes back to a, I think it was a Vason game we played over on Garbleg. Uh, we're like, <laughs> we just stay at high. It's stupid, stupid reference. But uh, go watch that Vason game. It's fun. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'll do the summary after intro. So why don't we just do character intros and stuff, and then I'll I'll go over everything that happened last time, and then we get started. So uh, we're gonna go by the overlay, which means. Uh, uh, which means, Melissa, you are up first. Tell us about Rico Wynn. Uh, yeah, so she is a teamster. Um, her skills, she's got some piloting, industrial equipment, zero-G, and jury rigging. Um, she has a big old parka. And... She likes mountain climbing when she's somewhere that that can happen. Sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, so you like mountain climbing? Do you? And you don't have snowshoes. That was a different game. That's correct. I, okay. I am sans snowshoes. Okay. Uh, and you're a teamster, right? That's what you're. That's yep. your. Okay. Uh, all right. Next up, we've got uh, we've got long long. Tell us about Helix. Yeah, I'm playing Helix, our walking calculator, also known as an Android. Pretty much specialize in mathematics and hacking, computer stuff. Oh, do you now? Okay. Uh, what he wears is just a regular jumpsuit, but he's got a patch on him. It's the all-seeing eye right across the back. Spelt out. It's not like a symbol or anything. Okay, right on. Uh, is it? Does it? What is it? Does it mean anything? Does it have any like in, inner meaning for for Helix? Yeah, it does have a meaning. Uh, let me see what I wrote. I forget. Yeah, it's a protective charm against an evil eye, or against the evil eye. That's right. I forgot about those patches. Yeah, you get random patches. Uh, they can mean something if you want them to. They don't have to mean anything. It's whatever you want. Uh, okay, right on. Uh, bottom row, we've got uh, we got our doctor. Uh, tell us about Dr. Leo Menton, Derek. Yeah, uh, Dr. Menton is a was a medical doctor, no longer practicing because of medicine he had with the space mob. Um, currently homeless and enjoys stealing socks, one of his favorite pastimes. He too has a patch. It's on his little like, I guess like first aid box or his little first aid duffel bag he brings around with him. And, and ironically, his patch says work hard, party harder. Um, and so... He, you know, that's he's on the party harder stage of his life right now. 
Yeah, and what about tell us about what you what you what you wear because didn't you have you have something special that you wear, don't you? I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got the the dice blessed me with some overalls that I wear. Um, they're custom made. They're my scrubs from when I was in the hospital where I worked, um, and they've got the you know the cute little Sesame Street characters. And so I just took those scrubs, cut them into overalls, and they're years old at this point. Um, you know they're washed, sure, because he does enjoy hygiene still, but living out on those streets, just they're, they're hauntingly dingy and dilapidated and all of those, all of those great things. Nice. I've been playing with uh mid journey AI, which is like, uh, you know, AI generated art. And I, I'm not sure if you saw in the, in the chat I put up earlier this week, but I was messing around with that and I actually got a pair of them. So we have like coveralls <laughs> with Sesame street pastures. It's so good. It <laughs> looks ridiculously demented. I love it. Uh, okay. Next up. Uh, we've got uh, the tank top marine, uh, Stephen. Tell us about Corporal Reed. Yeah, uh, Corporal Reed used to be Sergeant Reed before the uh, dishonorable discharge. Uh, they took pretty much uh, everything from him uh, as he left, so he uh, still wears a tank top camo pants. He also has a patch. You know, we're the patch crew here. Um, it is of a succubus pinup, uh, and it doesn't have any meaning. He just thought it was hot. Uh, yeah, that's about corporal read for you uh he Fair has enough. a crowbar and a scalpel that he probably stole from dr menton uh as a backup weapon yeah yeah uh are you the one with the ghost rock or not I mean, not not the ghost rock the rocks uh the rock pets Who, who's got the rock pets? <laughs> okay i knew i knew there were rock pets somewhere i thought that was i thought it was reed for some reason okay no all right all right uh, yes, the only yes. trained military combat person here and doesn't have any real weapons. So I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll, it'll be, be fine. fine. I go tank top, you know, how bad can it be? It'll be fine. It's a it's a diplomacy girl. That's all this really is. It's like, it's gonna be great. Uh, and then finally, uh, we've got our other teamster. We've got Abby Morton. Ashley, tell us about Abby. Uh, so I was reading over my notes for Abby and she's weirder than she started out on paper. Um, so last session I established that, um, she collects rocks and she paints them as like little pet rocks, like little faces and sigils and stuff. And then she hides them around places. Um, but, uh, in, oh, her trinket, she has a prospecting mug that she's terrified that if she loses it, horrible things will happen to her. Uh, and as long as she has it, she's fine. And... Uh, I do have my own patch. It's a red shirt because I'm a nurse. Uh, and I used to work in some sort of factory. Uh, and so they, they gave me a shirt with a red shirt on it so that they could easily find me because I'm the nurse. (laughs) So how very meta. Yeah. Ashley, do you know what the red shirt means though? Absolutely not. If it if there's meaning, does anybody here want to enlighten Ashley on what it means <laughs> to be a red shirt in a uh, a space sci fi <laughs> in an away party? So it's oh, like no. a Star it Trek reference. Is this a yeah. thing? Do I need to Google? <laughs> it's, yeah, red shirts. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, you're so young. I've <laughs> Jeff. Why don't you tell me about it? Like, what's because uh, I'm I'm actually trying to do something right now, so I'm stalling. Uh, somebody else explain it. So I'm trying to do something else. Uh, in the original Star Trek, red shirts were the security team. Like that was their uh, uniform that they would wear. 
Okay. Uh, and Kirk would always go down with a red shirt or two as backup, and they were always unnamed crew members, and they would usually oh, not die. return on the mission. Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Got it. I, <laughs> but you got a name, so you're already a step up over a red shirt. This is true. <laughs> this is. He just true. gave me a white shirt with a red shirt on it, so I'm not fully, yeah. fully a red shirt. <laughs> So, so basically what I was saying before about don't stress too much about getting your accent right. Uh, yeah, it's pretty accurate. Yeah. So red shirt's yeah. usually the one who's going to die. Yeah. So, I won't even uh, name my next character. Nice. <laughs> just nice. Make it, I think that's you know, smart. So we smart. This is just giving me time to practice. No. Like, what should I do today? Like, that's you know, I was British, <laughs> Southern. Is there for the that Jewish actually, accent? Is there like a person on the on the crew that's like in charge? Is there like when push comes to shove, is like there's somebody amongst the five of you who actually has to make the call? I know Melissa. Oh, it's definitely Reed, right? Helix. You All right. Uh, all right. Let's. Uh, so I'm good to go. I just realized I forgot to sort of drop stuff in uh, in Discord. My bad. Uh, all right. So let's dive in. Um, so you are all the crew. I'm not sure if you remember the name of your ship of the Doppler effect. Uh, that was what was uh, was crowdsourced and sort of narrowed down to, uh, which is uh, some sort of grungy space crawler that uh, is probably best used for like small cargo or, or passenger runs, things like that, transport, etc. Most of you are either in some kind of debt or you've been expelled from whatever career or job you might have previously had. Like you're not well off, essentially. Uh, you've recently been contacted uh, by a woman known as Deborah Stoneyark, uh, who is a representative for Advanced Systems Limited, uh, which is a tech startup company. This is all stuff that we've uh, we established last time. Uh, Jess, she didn't gave, you say it was Advanced Salvage Systems? I know that's what you think it was, uh, but uh, we didn't want it to be ass. <laughs> uh, so I all you got to remember, American You were outvoted. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so she gave you a salvage lead, uh, specifically, uh, and some start and some credits, some seed credits. So you all headed out to a defunct corporate space station built by a company called Cloud Bank Synthetics uh, on the outer rim of the system. Uh, you use those credits to bribe your way past a blockade ship because apparently there is a blockade preventing uh, most traffic in and out of this particular station. Uh, and who's actually funding it is still kind of murky on exactly who that might be. People presume probably the shareholders of Cloud Bank or something like that. Uh, and then you connected with a, a man by the name of Arcady, uh, who uh, who runs a nearby substation called the Bell, uh, and he gave you some basic details uh, about artifact diving, which is which is what it's called. Divers or people who kind of go into this place, which is now referred to as the Deep. That's kind of the colloquial name for it. Uh, and some history. Long story short. Uh, basically this was a synthetics factory slash research and development laboratory. And, uh, there was some sort of AI, uh, problem as there's uh, something called Monarch, uh, who has sort of taken over, uh, the station, uh, and kind of broke, broke their leash in some way. And, uh, it doesn't seem like Arcadia is particularly, uh, pleased with, with Monarch. Uh, so salvagers like yourself, you dive into the station. Uh, you look for scattered tech and data, which people are, again, referring to as artifacts that you can kind of sell to the black market people across the system or even, you know, just not even black market. You also met a woman by the name of Norica, Nor Norico, how do I pronounce it? Norico, um, who seemed to revere this station bound creature 
uh, known as the Minotaur, who she believes uh, is godly and uh, will somehow help humanity to evolve to better versions of themselves. Uh, Reed, because he was uh, creepily flirting with her the whole time, uh, took the sacrament, uh, which involved consuming a strange piece of flesh uh, at the altar that uh, Noriko tends inside the bell. And I thought it was hors d'oeuvres. It, uh, well, you know, it's something. Uh, then you all also met Ghost Eater, uh, who, uh, who is another inhabitant of the Bell, who's a cyborg, uh, who kind of secretive, uh, but he only would share, he's only willing to share knowledge and info and all that kind of stuff if you bring him samples of ghosts in the machine, is what they're referred to as. Because, uh, like, some sort of, they, they're referred to as ghosts, not really ghosts, but it's some sort of weird glitch when, I don't know, consciousness get flickered with some sort of tech or something like that. Uh, so finally, Arcady shuttled you all over to the deep, uh, dumped you in a docking bay near the first floor of uh, what is basically a six-floor or six-section space station. It's an enormous station. Uh, and said he'll return in about 24 hours, but there's also a, a short-range transmitter uh, radio in the docking bay that if there's emergencies or something like that, you could potentially use. Uh, but then as you pushed through the first airlock door, uh, you... Um, yeah, you found yourselves uh, in reception uh, in habitation, and there a body was hanging uh, from the rafters over top of a destroyed reception desk. There was graffiti on the wall that read one way out, and as the door closed behind you, you heard this like corporate bell sound, and that's where we ended. So that's where we're going to pick up, uh, but I have a couple thanks to do first, because I saw some bits from Farco Dev. I got some events and oh tombstone what's up man uh thank you for the sub it's good to see you again uh let's see got a i see melissa gifted a sub to steven that's not sure thanks sure. melissa that's the best use of that <laughs> uh, oh another complication you all are so dead <laughs> Oh, I think yeah. we had one from the last session. You too. do. I never used yep. it, so I, I I'm That's actually up four? to four. I have four complications. Uh, great! Oh, it's gonna Fantastic. be fun. Who's dying tonight? So, uh, I need everyone. Uh, so, yeah, let's go ahead and start up. So, first of all, everyone, go ahead and add a stress as you're standing here. Door just closed. You hear that weird bell suddenly sound, and like maybe it's random. You know, maybe it's not. Who 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 exactly knows? Uh, but there you are, and you're kind of staring at this this figure, and there's a very slight sway. You can see that's an electrical cord of some kind that seems to have connected them. All of you take a point of stress, as this is your first impression, really, of the station. Oh God! Oh Fargo Dev, thank you so much for the for the gift sub. Um. Okay, and everyone else, go ahead, that macro I gave you, uh, go ahead and click it now. So they're going to do some secret rolls. They're not allowed to know about it. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, God. I'm nervous. <laughs> we all intently watch Jeff's face. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, sees the Jeff, can you, can you look at me in my eyes, please? <laughs> okay. Oh no. Uh, oh no. Something Notes actually are being written. Stop. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Notes Don't worry are about it. being written. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta write this down. I'm sweating. Okay. You should. 
<laughs> Maybe it involves you. That's the fun thing is that you don't know who it involves. But it, something something just happened. That's for sure. Okay. Uh, red pen notes. <laughs> okay. So anyway, the other things you see in this room, just to sort of refresh your memory, remember that they're uh, kind of this gross, uh, like you can definitely tell this is a carpeted area. It's like a reception desk uh, as well. But you can tell there's grunge all over all over the carpet. It's, it's sort of dirty and stained, etc. There's There's bullet casings on the ground. Uh, you can see that the reception desk has has suffered damage there's a terminal that's kind of connected to it on the other side of it uh it's it's clearly been broken in some way uh you notice uh with your backs to the the door you just came out of from the docking bay you can see that there is like another one of these kind of airlock doors uh you know you know they're usually just there for safety and everything um and they usually require some kind of spinning that's off to your left uh, leaving out of this room. And you also notice that there is kind of just a generic office door uh, that's back and behind the the reception desk. Uh, and I think I also have, for the players, I do think I have the image of what you see. I'm not sure if I share this with you or not, but... Okay. What oh. would you all like to do? Uh, Reed will mutter, we're all going to die in here. Uh, well, I, I feel like we should probably try to get that body down. I don't want to touch it. Uh, I think it, he's been long dead. He can just continue to hang around. There's no need to get our hands dirty. Well, that's just disrespectful. If that ever happens to me, please cut me down. Just want to say, as no. Reed said, seems like we're at risk here. So... Liko's going to get up on that reception counter okay. there um, and try to cut this body down. Yeah. You better hope uh, that wire's not live. Uh, okay. So yeah, you, you get up there, you start pulling the, you start pulling it down uh, and it's, it's, you probably can untie it more than you can cut. Do you have, do you have a, a bladed weapon of some kind? Knife or do I have axe or something? Bladed. I have a, I um, don't have something open that I need. I'll loan you my scalpel if you want. I want to reiterate: this is hanging from an electrical cord. Maybe don't cut it. I'm not an engineer, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure electricity doesn't mix well with cutting objects. I have a. We've got the vibe shetties. Yeah, that's what I've got. I was struggling with the pronunciation. <laughs> In my head, I'm like, how do I say that word? I had again? to say it a couple times before I said something weird, <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you you managed to cut the yeah you cut the body down. That's not a problem, uh, and it is not it is not plugged in thankfully. Uh, and yeah, and when everything goes smoothly, Liko just glares at Doctor Menton for <laughs> the stalling and the lack of appreciation for handling someone that's passed. Um, so now I want to kind of take a look at like what are they wearing? Do they have anything in their pockets? All that stuff. Sure. Uh, so yeah, you. Um, you can tell they've got what looks like just basic kind of overalls of some kind. You can see that there's like a faded, torn up Cloud Bank logo uh, attached to the front. Uh, but otherwise, it's like this, this dark set of coveralls. Uh, not dissimilar from you know probably some of what you saw when you were walking around the bell. Uh, stained here and there with like, you know, grease and, and whatnot. Um, 
but the, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely dead, uh, undoubtedly. Uh, and the, yeah, nothing in the pockets or anything like that. Well, actually, let me see. Double check something. Sorry, I, I get. There's a lot of like random systems and things in here that I want to go through. Yeah, uh, Liko, you start going through uh, the pockets, and mm -hmm. uh, you your hand as it reaches in, you you feel it kind of grasp onto uh, onto a like some sort of piece of like kind of hard paper, and you pull it out, and you realize it's it's a postcard. It's fairly battered. It looks like it's been bent and it's it's sort of well you know well worn um and as you're looking at it and i don't know what everyone else is doing but as as you're looking at it you feel like this moment of kind of vertigo overtake you as like your head just kind of pulls back a little bit and like it feels like the postcard's getting further and further away as you realize that the postcard is of the exact image of where you were born. Where was Liko born? Like what kind? You don't have to say that particular planet, but like describe, describe something, some sort of landmark or natural feature of the place that you were you were born. Um, I mean, I guess I think I'll go mountain because she okay. likes to climb mountains. So I'll say that there is a a mountain there. And yeah, you notice that probably the mountain. You can come up with a name at some point, um, but. There it is. And not only that, as you as you flip it over and you look on the opposite side of the image, you don't see an address or anything written out, but you do see it's dated. And it's dated your birthday. What? Ah. Uh. That's just, a, and so Liko, I'm remembering uh, my character. She is always talking to herself. So um, all of this is going to be happening out loud. So she's just going to be like, I, I recognize the, I recognize this. This is, this is where I grew up. Uh, this is, um, um, Mount Suro. And okay. the and the the date this the the date of the, that's that's my birthday that that doesn't make any sense. That's that's weird. That's that's really weird. I mean, there's there's weird and there's a postcard with my birthday where I was from somewhere I've never been before. This is like even more than weird. This is. Yeah, I mean, like, what are the odds? You think you think that robot can read our minds? Hey Helix, what are the odds of her finding that? Not not Helix. The odds of her finding that's is points oh 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 one percent. Yeah. That's accurate. Yep, yep. Thank thank you for, for that. And so Lico's just gonna kinda wander off and she's just gonna be like muttering to herself. You should sit down, mm -hmm. uh maybe for a little bit. That'd be probably be nice. There are a couple chairs and stuff. Uh, most of them look to have been battered, uh, but you can probably find a place to to sit down, either like slide down against a wall or, or whatever. It's not a very big. It's a, again, it's a reception area, so it's not huge, uh, but uh, there's enough space for you to kind of like step off to the side by yourself, uh, kind of amongst the debris of it. 
what are the rest of Man, we just got off the elevator and we already need a breather. And and Abby just kind of like sides read as she comes to like start looking around in the desk and stuff. Okay. Uh, so the desk itself is, is broken. Uh, it's busted pretty bad. Uh, but you can tell like like there there certainly was built into like on an angle the underside, the, like the interior side of the desk. Uh, there was there was a terminal here. You can tell that it's been busted. Uh, and like as you kind of flicker with it it doesn't seem to to activate um as you um as you go and you're kind of sifting through like the drawers that are still intact you notice that there's this like a like a kind of a like an egg of some kind like it's it's a plastic uh it's kind of in your hand and you and you it looks like something that you would get of like a gumball machine Mm -hmm. and as you kind of twist the top off you can see like this sort of gushy yellowy ooze is there and you realize it's some kind of stress ball uh, that comes out uh, you also notice as you're looking around the um, the actual what looks like the, the the debris of this thing you can see that there's this uh, like crinkled up uh, advertisement uh, something that like kind of torn you're, you would think out of like a magazine it's got that kind of glossy film to it and it's an it's an advertisement for for nutrient paste you can see that there's uh there's like this blood stain on it though like you can tell it's got that kind of brownish look to it and there's like this square that somebody wrote and drew over around the blood stain and somebody wrote in this kind of shiny silvery marker like get your get your nutrient paste here and that's like been balled up into the into the debris. Okay, uh, Abby will leave that behind, but she'll take the stress ball over to Wiko. But she'll keep the egg for herself. Hey, uh, you know, just just stress, just squeeze this, and and she just puts it in your hand, no context, and then just walks away. Nico's going to take it, squeeze it a couple times, and then try to do the, like, tennis ball off the wall thing. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not that... It doesn't rebound right. that easily. <laughs> exactly. It's, 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 yeah. So it, like, hits and then, like, thuds <laughs> back down to the ground a bit. Yeah. There, but we have, what are the rest of you doing? We have 23 hours and 52 minutes to meet up with Arcady. We should travel this floor find other crew or wherever they left off. So I'll head over to maybe that little storage area. I yeah, there's a think. there's like an airlock door that kind of went off to the left as you came in uh, from the from the docking bay area, from the stairwell. And then behind the reception desk there is a, a basic office door, like an in, like an interior office door. It doesn't have like your standard like airlock wheel that doesn't keep shut, you know. Uh, you can see that there's like the little line of uh, line of space at the very bottom, pretty standard door. So those are those are the two obvious uh, ways out of here. I'll, I will check the office door then. Okay, yeah, you open it up, uh, and you notice that it's uh, it's actually not a closet, uh, but in fact it is a a stairwell. And when you look at it, it's actually concrete stairs. And you can see that uh, there's some scuff marks here and there, uh, and it's fairly dark uh, as the stairs go down 
a little bit of ways, and you can kind of see the periodic flickering of some kind of light. Maybe it's like a, there's a receptacle down there that's that's malfunctioning. Uh, you're not entirely sure. Uh, but go ahead and... Actually, no, you don't have to roll this. You hear the sounds of footsteps kind of coming up. You can't see who's making them because it's a little bit further down. Like there's the, the kind of the overhang of the as the, the stairwell slopes down. But you can hear someone moving around down there. There appears to be a presence downstairs. And I will go down. Okay. Uh, do you go down just... Uh, I'll still so I'll see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Menjin's sure. gonna follow Helix. Okay. I'll follow, follow too. All right. Three of three of the guys start going down the stairs stealthily as best you can. Sure. Uh, and what about Liko and Abby? Should we should we go with them, or you want to get the other door? Uh, what what? Um, oh, um, yeah, we should probably go with them. All right, fair. She'll just pick up the stress ball and just, like, stress ball in one hand, postcard in the other, sort of relying on the shadow of Abby's back to kind of be her guiding point as she's walking. Uh, Helix, go ahead and roll, like, a, let's do, uh, do, like, a speed test or something. Not really sure how to roll stealth. All right. I think about it. It's <laughs> like looking at the attributes. I'm like, huh, this is just speed. Okay. So I felt that's fine. Uh, you know how I always kind of do degrees. So you, you're moving down at a, a fairly careful pace. And as you kind of take uh, the step that would like put you underneath that overhang of the of the stairwell, you stumble a little bit. Maybe there's debris on the floor, you know, on the step itself, and it kind of causes your leg to slip, and you miss a step, and you kind of stumble, and you come face to face, you know, within just a few feet of each other of an android. And you look at this thing, and it is, is outdated, like, by a significant margin. Definitely budget tier. This is like a mass-produced kind. And... It's a little, like, for you, it's probably no big deal. But it's got this blank, mannequin-like face. And you don't, like, its eyes, they're not there. There's nothing there. Uh, Its mouth is there, but it doesn't seem to function. And you can see that it's carrying a gun. And it turns, uh, it kind of turns towards you uh, as you kind of stumble down. Uh, what do you want to do in this case? As you're like on the ground right in front of it, having stumbled down the stairs, and this thing is turning its its gun in your direction. I'll have to scurry away and find cover just in case. Okay. Leo and uh, and Reed, you're the next ones down. And as you're moving down, suddenly Helix is is kind of stumbling back up the stairs, and you look over the sh- you look over his shoulder, and you can see that there is this kind of creepy looking android with what looks like some kind of gun in their hand pointing and like sort of almost kind of cocking its head to the side ever so slightly as it's like watching Helix scramble up. Uh, what do the two of you do? Well, all right. Now calm down there, buddy. 
and you hear uh, you hear the button or not the button the trigger of the of the gun suddenly pull and you hear as it seems to be out of bullets and then it begins to like run in your direction but as it's doing so you notice that one of its legs is kind of dragging behind it like it's kind of already injured in some way and it starts chasing you guys up the stairs what do you all want to do well who said i was running up the stairs you are still on the stairs. You're the only person I, I, I had down the stairs was Helix. So what would you all like to do as this is? I'll swing my crowbar at stairs. it. Okay. Crowbar. My crowbar. Mm-hmm. So everybody tell me so we're gonna do the non structured combat stuff. So just tell me so I, I gave you the situation. Everyone tell me what you're doing. Everyone's kind of aware to one degree or another of this situation. Tell me what you're doing and then we'll we'll see what happens. So Reed swing his crowbar at it. By the rest of uh, I, I want to try and like kick it back down the stairs. I guess like a Spartan kick or whatever. Okay, just want to kind of kick it back down. Perfect. Uh, what about the, what about Abby and Liko and Helix? Depending what they're doing, Abby will be at the door ready to shut it. Like if they run up, we can try and shut it before it gets okay. through. It's just kind of holding an action up yeah. at the up at the the top of the stairs. And Liko, mm-hmm. what are you doing? And Liko is going to have the uh, vibrachetti out at the ready. Okay, but what do you want to do? Do you actually want to go and swing? Do you want to stay in the back? Like, are you like I? I um, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm staying back toward Abby. Okay, so you're not okay. Okay, so then uh, Helix, last person. I need to get. To yeah, that. I'll follow up on the kick and have it pinned if it's prone at all. Okay, so. Uh, I want Reed, uh, go ahead and roll for your crowbar. Uh, Menton, you can roll if you want uh, an unarmed uh, or probably just a strength. Uh, and Helix, you can do so as well. You said combat for me? Uh, yeah, it's going to be a combat for you. Uh, the other two, you're just trying to push it, right? You're not actually attacking. You're just trying to knock it down. So I'll take strength from you guys. That's a failure. Hey, success. success. Okay, wow. Uh, Ooh, with the two of you success. and a critical success uh, from Leo. Uh, so what happens is, like, Reed, you go to swing at this thing, uh, but you miss. And your crowbar kind of, you, like, miss time. It's, it's ascension up the stairs. And so you swing just a little too early. So it goes right over top as it very, very deftly, but kind of in a sort of blocky fashion, ducks underneath it. And you smash the, the crowbar into the wall. Uh, but as it's ducking, that's right when like Helix and, and Leo on your sides just just collectively just knock it down. And you see as it goes flying and tumbling backwards, uh, lands on the on the ground right where you had just fallen, Helix, a few steps down. Uh, and so it's kind of prone at this point. But in the process of doing of doing that, like you hit it, you're able to like Leo, you're able to like kind of grab the gun as you're you know, as it's gonna kind of stumbles free. And so it's fallen down to the ground. You have this unloaded, you know, empty submachine gun in your hands. Uh, but you see this thing is on the ground and is in the process of getting back up. Uh, what do you all want to do? And you Swing look up, the by the way, crowbar Abby again. and Liko up there. Okay. Is there any kind of furniture we can pin it down with next to it? So, yeah, if you move down a little bit further, you notice that you're in this, like, when you look ahead, you can see that there is what looks like a kind of a hall, like a, like a wide hall kind of checkpoint area. Uh, and I'm trying to get this description correct, but you can tell as you look forward uh, and beyond where this, this droid is that there 
is like bulletproof glass that has been fragmented and like ripped apart. You can see that there is like a like a checkpoint like where there's a series of like these these collapsed metal detectors along the wall and then where it looks like the like an entryway uh, but it looks like it's it's suffered some significant damage. There's some kind of like slag machine gun uh, that's attached and right next to where the bulletproof glass was and you see another one of these these androids right there next to the machine gun except this thing is like ripped apart and almost looks like it's this sh- shredded uh, like like piece of weeds kind of like sticking up as it's no longer in it's sort of its full capacity like something ripped it apart uh, and that's what you see as you as you step down so you can continue to to swing at this thing yeah I'd, I'd like to try and hit it with crowbar again now especially okay. now that it's on the ground so Reed, you you take a couple steps down. You go to swing at it. Uh, Helix and Leo, uh, what are you two doing? Since you're up, up front as well, uh, I want to try and pin it down with something heavy or large. Okay. Uh, uh, if he gets a pin. I want to see if I can like hack it or some sort of diagnostics on it. Okay, you would probably need to kind of you you would need to connect it to some kind of console somewhere. It's not like. You know, you wouldn't be able to connect yourself to it. Like, you would need to have it go and route through a separate console to be able to do some kind of scan to it. Or you would need to have a diagnostic scanner, uh, which I don't think any of you have. So I don't, okay. think, you have the, I don't think you have the tools for it. Um, Abby and Liko, you watch on the stairs as the three guys just continue to run, and they almost kind of get out of the way. You hear the sounds of fighting below. Uh, so yeah, Liko's going Liko's gonna run down. Okay. So the two. So Liko runs down. Abby. You're waiting by the door. I, I'll I like shut the door behind me as we come as I <laughs> like walk nice down. Yeah. <laughs> as you walk on down, okay, and you see, yeah, yeah you see what happens. Okay, so uh, so Liko and Abby are just running down the stairs. Reed's trying to hit it again with a crowbar. Helix and Menton, well, Menton is trying to pin it. Helix, what are you doing specifically? Because like, I know like the thing that you wanted to do is probably not yeah. going to apply. Then I'll just something else. Do whatever destructive capabilities I have to like stun or disable it. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. If you just want to, you can roll an attack. That's fine. Okay. Uh, so Reed and Helix, you can go ahead and roll at advantage uh, since they're down on the ground. Menton, uh, if you're going to try to pin it, it'll be a contest. I'm going to contest it this time between you and it. So roll a. Uh, so roll a strength to try to pin it down. Would this be an advantage or no? Uh, I'm gonna say since it's just you doing it and you're trying to pin down this this thing, I'm gonna say no, no advantage in this okay. one. But... <laughs> With the two, you do manage to keep it from getting up, so it's it's trying to come back up, but between everyone, kind of swinging down on it. Uh, so let's see, Helix, you got with advantage. You were success. Is that right? I got a fifty-three, so it has to be above the target. Has to be under. Under? So no, I failed them. Okay, so you miss. Uh, let's see. With advantage, uh, I failed. Okay, so both of you are swinging at this thing, but you're unable to make any contact with it. Leo, you're able to pin it, uh, but it's still down there. It's going to take a swing at one of the three of you. Uh, I will randomly pick uh, based on it, uh, but it's going to be at, adv- at disadvantage because it's kind of being pinned down. Uh, it's going to go. At, it's going to go at. Um, actually, it's not going to go at Helix. It's going to go at Leo. So. It's going to attempt to just sort of swing at you as best it can with its uh, bare hands. Uh, 
let's see. Uh, do that is a success uh, with a 56 under 60. Uh, 10 points of damage as you all are are swinging at things, is holding this thing down. You watch as this this fist, this like blocky arm, just reaches out and swings, uh, and man, and it catches you like square in the chest. You just feel like the the wind almost knock out of you. So, so I don't d- have my hazard suit anymore. Now. I think that's how you said armor works. Is it's just gone? Yeah, it's just it just rips through it. Like it's not gone. You have to repair it, but like you can repair it later. Oh, but like, whoops! It just, I deleted it. <laughs> it's okay. It's in the it's in the items. So okay. it just you watch it as it just punches, and as it does so, like you can feel the suit itself just tear as it manages to like reach its arm inside and just starts kind of pulling and trying to get up towards your uh, up towards your neck. Uh, so how much armor did you have? Uh, I had five. So take five. So take five points of damage off your health. Okay. All right, but you are still okay. All right. So uh, new situation. This thing is pinned but swinging wildly. Just hits. Just hits Menton. The three of you uh, are already on it. When you're now in the fight, Abby, you're now in the fight. What do the five of you want to do here? I'm swinging at the. I'm trying to take off the arm that just hit Leo. <laughs> okay. All right. Careful. Yeah. It's a slippery fucker. I'll swing again with my crowbar. Okay. Uh, after taking half of my health from one hit, I'm getting away from it. I'm going upstairs. Yeah. So you see Leo run away. Uh, he like lets go and starts coming up the chair, uh, going up back up the stairs. Leo, you kind of take the position, but this also means he's not pinned anymore as Leo uh, as Leo let, lets go. But he's still kind of flailing around. Uh, Reed, you're swinging. When you're swinging, Helix and Abby, what are you doing? I'm gonna keep on swinging until this is disabled. Okay. Yeah. You guys don't have to fight everything. I just want to warn you. It's okay yeah. to do what Derek did and run away. <laughs> uh, all right. So those of you who are fighting and swinging, you can go ahead and roll at advantage as it's still lying on the ground. Hasn't quite gotten up yet. Probably should have switched over to some... Statistically, I should have hit by now. Not really. Did any of you yeah. actually successfully hit? I have a forty-seven yes. percent chance to hit, and I've rolled five times. Yeah, I did uh, it one. So Liko okay. uh, rolled a seven under thirty-two for fourteen damage. Okay, uh, fourteen damage, and then Helix, you did nine as well. Is that right? Rolled an eight, only one damage roll. Oh, sorry, I was looking at Abby's. Ugh. Sorry, I gotta scroll all the way up. Okay, so 15 total damage. Yeah. We did get some bits earlier. I'm not sure what um, if those won't come into play because we had advantage anyway. Or uh, they, they're for advantage, so yeah, tapping into them is going to be for advantage. Okay, so uh, Liko, you hack down into this thing, uh, but at the same time, like you're able to do damage to it, but you try to hack off its arm, but the but the ribbershetty just gets stopped as it barely gets through the sort of pseudo flesh that covers the out, you know, the exterior parts of the skin. You cut through the coveralls of this thing. You can feel it cut into the to, to the synth flesh, and then it just halts and stops as whatever sort of infrastructure this thing has is, is keeping it from going. Helix, you are kind of like punching away at these like important point. Maybe you're trying to go at its like you know at, at where like its nerve centers might be or whatever, and you're barely able to pinprick this thing. 
Uh, Abby, you're wailing away ineffectually as well. Reed, uh, I don't know what Reed's doing. I feel like Reed might be drunk uh, as he continues to miss the Marine. He didn't realize that we were going on the dive right away, you know, so he, he didn't have time to sober up. So this thing's going to swing back. Uh, I'm going to say, actually, it's going to stand up uh, first, and then it's because uh, no one's trying to pin it uh, to keep it down. You're all just kind of swinging. So it's going to stand, and then it's going to swing at a random target. Uh, okay. Uh, this is going to be at Corporal Reed. Uh, and this is not going to be a disadvantage. It's going to be normal. As he stood up, and he looks over towards Corporal Reed. Despite the fact that Corporal Reed hasn't done anything to him, it probably isn't that weak. Just turns uh-huh. around and just with an immense amount of strength that probably only comes from artificial lives, his arm reaches forward like a piston. And you just feel like a crack in your chest uh, as the fist lands. Uh, does my tank top points. protect me at all? <laughs> it does not. That's 14 oh points God. of damage. I have one armor point, so that is 13 points of damage. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So we were done. How much health did you this have? This is a bad idea. <laughs> um, I did roll max <laughs> health, so I, I'm down to seven now. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, and so you still have health left on your first wound? Correct. Okay, so no no wounds or anything left. Okay. Uh, all right. So this thing is standing. It just tried to collapse Reed's chest. Menton has run back up the stairs. Uh, what do you the all want to do? One. Follow Dr. Menton. Okay. So you want to follow? Yeah. I, I suggest okay. we retreat. This is futile. Okay. <laughs> Lico, what are our odds of success? <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, Helix. <laughs> sorry. Everyone, everyone who's running away, with exception Leo, you're fine. But the other four of you, uh, roll speed tests. Oh, okay. I'm slow. Can yes. I take an advantage I... for this? Uh, for, if, you, of... if we have, if we have audience die, yeah, go ahead. We do. Reed, are you I staying have in? To hit it. I have you're staying to around. Hit it. All right, Why? never mind about the speed test. Don't never mind about the speed test. Reed wants to die. I statistically, I should have hit it by now. <laughs> you keep telling yourself that, man. As the rest of you run up the stairs, you look back. You see your marine friend uh, is there, continuing oh, no. to swing. Reed, go ahead and swing. <laughs> uh, I will use an audience die if you mind marking that down because I need the Got advantage it. to yeah. hit this. Okay. I didn't. Okay. I didn't end up using it, so we're good. Hey! Oh, there are two hits roll. on advantage. Uh, okay. Yeah, bad damage though. And you roll three points of damage as you hit it back, but you know you it it almost like your fist hurts almost more than it probably hurt it as you can feel. I, I got pushed back so far that I was like off balance as I swung, mm-hmm. and it was really kind of pathetic. Yeah, it didn't it's have a crowbar, my... so it was just like the very like edge. Yeah, yeah. That hit it, you didn't actually get it. Like. You just got the curve. <laughs> and, Scrape some proto flesh off, but that was like about it. So the rest of you, uh, I would say, Leo, you're out of the you're out of the stairwell. You're back into the reception. You're good to go. Uh, the other three of you are running up the stairs. You look over your shoulder. You realize Reed's not coming with you, and you look at just in time uh, for this thing to swing once more at Reed. Again, Where the fuck y'all going? Unarmed. Uh, this time yes. he misses, actually, as Reed, you're able to duck out of the way as it's, it's kind of piston-like fist misses you. Uh, but at the same time, it smashes into the wall, and you see it leaves this huge dent in the wall, kind of ripping through the metal panel. Uh, Reed, what do you want to do? 
I'll run now. I, I got my hit. You know, my my pride is salvaged. I, I'm ready to go. Okay. Uh, 15 damage. I can't take another hit like that. Would you like an advantage? How many audience dice do we have? Yeah, I think I we think had I five. <laughs> I think we had five total. Just so one I'm sorry. I'm wasting them all. Okay. Ooh, success barely. 97, 28. Target okay. 33. So as, as you go and turn to try to run up the stairs, it lunges at you. Uh, but you're able to, uh, you're able to kind of duck underneath it. Uh, actually, I probably should have done a body save, but this is fine. Speed's fine. Uh, but you're able to kind of duck underneath as both of its arms reach out to grab you, and it stumbles into the wall again. Its leg seems to be not quite. It's kind of throwing it off balance, and it stumbles a bit, which gives you enough time to run up the stairs. Now, all of you at this point are in the reception area. There is this regular door. This is not an airlock door in front of you. This is just a normal office door. As you're closing, whoever's last, we'll say Reed's last, as you're going to close the door, you look down, you can see that this 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 android is kind of shifting and kind of getting its bearings and is now running back up, and is now kind of running up the stairs towards you all. Uh, what do you want to do? Run to that other door. I want to barricade this door. Like okay. once Reed gets in, like I want to move something behind okay. the door. Abby, you run over to the other door. Uh, not the door going back the way you came, but to the other airlocked door. Okay. Uh, when you wait for Reed to shut the door, and you're trying to, there is a, there's, there's debris, there's chairs, there's this, there's this reception desk, but you're not sure whether that's anchored in or not. Um, Were there filing cabinets? No. Oh, okay. No, it's a reception area. You can not, use the body. Yeah. You know, I had the same thought too. Actually, <laughs> I'll throw it down the stairs. I was thinking behind the door. Okay. Wait, and then do the chair under the doorknob thing if it's a knob. <laughs> okay. Reed is just trying to get out at this point. Okay, so Reed, you run He's out. Finding it really hard to breathe after that when, hits the chest. When you drag the body over, Menton Helix, what did you two do? Just getting that airlock door, getting ready to go through it. Okay, so you and Abby are in the same area. Leo, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, Leo is just trying to get away. Uh, so he'll just go wherever the group is going, and he's just clutching his chest and wheezing right now. Okay, so when you're in the back, you uh, you watch as the rest of them are running over towards the airlock door on the far side of the reception desk, uh, and you you drag the body in front. You hear the footsteps. You lock the door, and you immediately hear the sounds of like a smash against it. And right off the bat, the door looks like it's already on its way to being knocked, kind of like pushed directly open. Uh, you all spin open the airlock door on the other side of the reception desk and run on out uh, and you quickly close it behind, get the spinning going, right? And you tighten it up. Okay. You look around and you can see like you are in, it's, again, fairly l- decently lit corridor. Like it's got like this backlighting that's happening here and there. More debris here, you know, all, all over and around. Uh, but as you're watching, um, you can see that... Uh, Sorry, I'm just going to switch over some stuff here. As you hear the sounds of like the smashing faintly behind you, as like you can tell that they're trying to break that door down. Um, you look off. There's a there's kind of a, a corridor heading off to the left. You can see that there's a corridor heading off to the right. Now you're at this little T section. You can see a a handful of doors uh, almost immediately to your right. There's like three doors almost immediately to your right. And like looking left, you can see the corridor runs away and then kind of goes around a corner. Um, and you you still hear the faint sounds of the smashing of that uh, that android behind you. What do you all do? You're not completely out of the woods yet. You just tell me. 
Menton will just wheeze to everyone else. <sighs> that thing gave me a thoracic contusion. I don't... If that's... <sighs> we need to not engage on things, even if they're this strong at level one. Yeah, I almost bought a farm on that. I, I am not too happy here. We need to get out of here. There's Looks like there's doors behind the doors off to the right, so I say we go that way. So that if it doesn't see us this way, it might Yeah, you um, if you, you look off to the right and like you take a couple steps, Liko, and you can see that there's these old you're not even sure if they're old, they're just damaged, uh, but it looks like there's these labels, these corporate labels next to some of these doors. Or these, there's on your, like as you make the right at this T-section, on your left, there's two doors, meeting room A, meeting room B, and then you see there's a cafeteria sign moving forward. Um, Can I use my bio scanner to scan 100 meters in all directions to see if there's any signs of life? Uh, sure. Uh, let me check the size of something really quick. I want I want more space between me and that fucking thing. Uh, you do not detect anything living within a hundred meters, other than yourselves, of course. Like if you do okay. like some sort of scan. Yeah. Um, so Menton will wheeze out. There's there's no survivors nearby. We got a ways to go. You hear now that there's, you hear on the security door that you came through, the, the sort of spinning airlock door, you hear the sounds of the wheel beginning to spin. Uh, cafeteria, everybody? Yeah, fucking booking it. Is there any way I could uh, jam that wheel with my crowbar? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll do yeah, that. You, yeah, you run over and you just, you you get the crowbar. I mean, you're gonna have to take it out of your inventory, but you put your put the crowbar in the wheel. Yeah, so now yeah, it's worth it for now. As you see it spin, it stops, and it's like you actually see the metal almost kind of bend ever so slightly, but it doesn't fully break. And then you hear banging, slamming on the door. Uh, I think that think might you, buy us some time. Yeah. Good thinking. You, you see that bend in the metal? That's what he did to my sternum. Doctor, you <laughs> gonna be able to fix this up? Yeah, give me time and a proper table, and we can address this later. All right, let's get on out of here. All right, so you got two meeting rooms: meeting room A, meeting room B, and you have the cafeteria. So cafeteria is like the cafeteria. Okay. All right. I'm assuming I was waiting for other people to. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Are we all going? Cafeteria. (laughs) Cafeteria. She's our pilot. We follow her. Okay. Um, oh, sorry. Miss roll. Sorry. Okay. Um, you, you push open the door to the cafeteria. It's another one of these uh, kind of office doors. Like, same thing with the meeting, meeting room thing. They're, they're not airlocked in any way. They don't have this sort of spinning wheel. But you push the, ca- the cafeteria door up, and you can see that there's um, – it's fairly empty – same like you can definitely see that there's a whole mess load of like broken equipment that's been strewn about you can see that there's barricades of these like steel tables and chairs that have been set up in different areas the lights are flickering these fluorescent lights overhead are flickering here and there uh you can see that there is this vinyl banner that was likely at one point draped from one 
corner of one of the walls uh, to the other, but has kind of fallen down. So now it's vertical on one side of the room. And it says, uh, over 50 billion synthetics sold. You made it happen. You also notice um, that there's a... You see another android. Uh, and you know it to be an <laughs> I android. I pull my knife. You know it to be an android because it's missing everything from the waist down. It's a torso only. And it's laying there and it looks to be inert and dead or right behind, like like, par- like partially behind one of these barricades. Um, but as you get a little closer, you realize that it's actually not dead and inert. Its arms have kind of reached out and you can see that it's digging through what looks like the corpse or the like a of a of another broken android on the ground and as you start to shift around this barricade you realize that it's not just a singular torso but there's this kind of cluster of these other kind of android parts that have sort of spread about behind this um when read you i'm gonna say read since you're the one who picked your knife out you're kind of moving towards it you see the one that's kind of reaching into the cavity of one of these these defunct, these derelict androids. It kind of looks up at you. Eye kind of sort of flickering in some way. You can see there's like pseudo milk that's being dripped down uh, of a horrible wound in the forehead. Uh, and it says, Oh, thank, thank goodness. I am so glad someone is here to help. Oh, oh please, please help. Oh, goodness. Ah, please, let me... Ah, is this a rescue? And it's like looking up, eye kind of flickering around, not working at Reed as you have the knife in front of you. I'll I'll spin the knife around so like the the blade is like pressed against my wrist a little bit, uh, not as overt. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, you need rescue? We, we, We can do a rescue. Yes, please. There are deranged synthetic androids on this station attacking all of us humans please uh yeah you're telling me i i just got hit by one it hit me like a semi truck oh i'm very sorry to hear that i have suffered a wound as well as you can see and it kind of like moves its hand up to its forehead ignoring the fact that it's missing its legs and its waist yeah, the thing even had a had some sort of gun on it. Where do you think it got that? I do not know. There are many of us who have come to this station uh, to uh, ransack it, uh, perhaps from one of them. And how how long you been here, Len? You, you you're not looking like you're in too good shape. Oh, I have been here for. Hmm. A while. Uh, Liko will, you know, kind of poke her head around Reed and just say, um, what did you say the extent of your injuries was? I have a wound in my forehead. I mm, have a splitting headache. Ha 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 ha. Mm. 
Are you noticing any uh, lower body injuries? No, just the forehead. He's got one of them Jurassic conditions the doctor was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Ask him where his crew is. And Lego's going to look and just assume that the question was heard. No, because like Abby kind of like <laughs> whispers that to you. She's not talking. You tell to her Lego. that I am here and I can hear what she is saying. <laughs> uh, they are scattered on the station. We encountered hostile synthetic life who were hostile towards human life and have damaged us accordingly. There any chance that there are some survivors like you? I hope so. Yes. I Did you see so. him die? I do not That's remember. Traumatic task. Well, I'm uh-huh. sorry, I didn't mean anything by it. I just need the facts, you know. If if he saw him die, then we know they're dead, but if he didn't see him die, then there's a chance they're alive. What what part of this floor were you guys located at? Where were where were you guys looting? We were not here. We we were on floor three. Floor three. Some time ago. And you think those synthetics they followed you up here? Possibly. Yes. Yes, they are very devious. We just I just want to leave. Do you have a ship? We, yes. Can I come with you? Oh, uh, we we can certainly work something out. I, I gotta ask. I, I see you rummaging through this uh, corpse right here. Uh, what are you looking for? Oh, you know, little of this, little of that. Ha 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 ha, ha 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 ha. I Anything I, I really can be useful. All right, all right. Okay. Uh, Androids have logic cores. They sell on the market for credits. Oh, now that is good to know. Helix, did you know that? Of course I knew that. I'm going to, while they're chatting with the Android, I'm going to drag. You have a synthetic with you. Oh, goodness. Oh, are they friendly or are they aggressive? Oh, no. Helix, he's a darling, you know. Yeah, he's super like nice. I think he might have life. something to do with stealing socks, though. If, if you got any socks, you might want to hide them. I, I, I haven't been quite sure. I haven't seen him with them, but I, I think it's him. Oh. Why would he steal your socks? That is strange. Hmm. My feet get so cold. So very cold in space. Menton's going to murmur to uh, Abby and to Lico. Do you think this is one of those ghosts that Ghost Eater was talking about, or just a malfunctioning synth? No, he literally came from the factory. Are you kidding me? I don't know what these consciousness that are... Gra- if it's talking like a person, that sounds like a consciousness. I'm just trying to piece together what I just learned. I was actually wondering about all of that, but that that does kind of make sense. That could be a way that 
ghosts happen? Um, Mr. Person, over there, uh, would you mind if we have a little group huddle over here uh, a little bit away? We're going to try and work out some transportation for you. Are you a ghost? Have you ever heard of those before? I am a person, actual and whole. Whole. What a what did you say your name question. was? Yeah, I what's am your Steven. Name? All right, Steven. He's no wonder hard. you look so ugly. Uh, we're just going to have a little huddle over here, uh, and, and we will be right back once we figure out your transportation. I will wait here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're gonna, Thank you. We're going to maybe head on over. We're going to look and try and see if we can find some of your friends, because uh, oh. our ship's not here. But it will be. Oh. That would be wonderful. I left them the last time I saw them. We were in the floor three. We were in Condensation Falls. Condensation Falls. I'd like to try and pull Helix aside uh, without being too close to earshot. And Minton will say to the guy on the floor... I thought the factory was floor three. What kind of name is Condensation Falls for the factory? The factory is quite substantial in sides, with many subsystems in subsections. Condensation Falls is one such substation. Oh. Uh, Helix, uh... is there any chance that you uh, synthetics have like an off switch or something like that? Something that we could like lift up a little piece of flesh and push a button, turn him off? We're not robots, Reed. We're human, lifelike. Right, the- right, right. But like, I mean, y- you could say I have an off switch. It's right here at the base of my skull. I, I was just curious if you had something similar. Uh, no, I believe I don't have one. Uh, Helix, by the way, take it a stress. Sounds like I need to bash him with something big, then. Take okay. a stress. This is a pretty, like, horrific-looking situation. And I think you, especially, being an android, probably would... A little off-putting. The equivalent of a human seeing, like, somebody blown to bits. Just yeah. Dug around in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do uh, we think we want to take his, uh... What was that? That that cor- corp? Core? Logicor, yes. It appears his is malfunctioning heavily. He believes he's human. Yeah, do you think that's something that we should try and salvage? Uh, I mean, it's clear he's... Y'all really want to fuck with another android? I'd like to get out of here. I mean, I wouldn't mind, you know, calling it even, if you know what I mean. I I would tend to agree with Abby that it, it appears unwise to pick fights at times that we don't need to. So perhaps we can leave this one to uh, his ghost. That's a that's a person. Um, you hear a you hear the intercoms mm-hmm. suddenly crackle and you mm-hmm. hear the sound of that like bell coming through and then static kind of comes on as well and kind of buried beneath that static you hear what sounds just like corporate music just like like basic elevator type music playing for like a steady like 30 to 45 seconds or so and then 
It kind of crackles out and the intercom goes away. Perfectly creepy chimes, by the way. Excellent choice. <laughs> uh, I don't know that I'm going to get used to that. Uh, Abby's going to start heading to the doors that, not that we came through, but any other doors to get out of here. Uh, cafeteria. Uh, Reed would like to, while she's doing that, Reed would just start searching around the cafeteria too. Yeah, you do notice that there there do appear to, like, there's a couple different doors. One of, like, you can see that's one on the opposite wall from where you came in. Uh, you can see two on the wall uh, where the, uh, like, that banner is hanging from. There's, like, two on either side um, as well. And they're, again, they're, they, they look just like normal office doors. They don't look airlocked or anything like that. Uh, and what, I'm sorry, Reed, what were you saying you were doing? I'd like to search the cafeteria, just see if there's anything like you know, on shelves, maybe food, I, anything that we might be able to use yeah. to help us dive better. Yeah, there are a couple, like you could definitely see that there are, you know, there's debris kind of scattered about here and there, but there is these leftover, what look like cabinets, probably where like certain things were, were set up in such a way to, uh, you know, to sort of facilitate, you know, corporate, you know, corporate luncheons or something like that. And as you're going through, uh, you do actually come across what looks like this. It, it, it actually looks like one of those, uh, like almost like a, um, what am I thinking? Like a Tupperware container. And as you pick it up, like you could hear it kind of rattling something around. And when you peel the plastic top back, you notice that there's four grenades inside. Uh, EMP Holy. grenades, actually. I, I will, yeah, I will I'm put just going to pocket these. Actually, I don't have them on your sheet. Just go ahead and add EMP grenades. EP? EMP. And you're a four. EMP, even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we should uh, go back and check out that synthetic we, we had coming after us. I could get my crowbar back. Uh, and I'll, I'll show the, the Tupperware to the rest of them. Who, who just keeps grenades in a Tupper? Uh, my best friend does. Okay, okay. I don't know his name, but I'd sure like to thank him. And, and Abby kind of like nods and she's going to open one of the doors next to where that hanging banner was. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you open it up and you can tell that this opens into a kitchen. Uh, like a kind of a, a sort of a, a preparatory area. There's, there's definitely seems like, again, it's been completely ransacked ransacked like it's stainless steel furniture everywhere and so a lot of stuff is in relatively decent shape but it's been dented so you see countertops and things like that here and there uh shelves uh, first glance uh look empty uh, you do see that there um there definitely is like a like the oven still seems to be mostly intact uh, like the stovetop area um one thing you notice that there is a a a prep table that actually seems to be intact as well uh, doesn't seem to have suffered too much damage. And at the center of it, there is this statue of a golden rat. Uh, I'll like inspect it closer, pick it up, turn it around. Uh, so yeah, you pick it up and you turn around and as you get closer and you look down, uh, roll a D six. Uh, Abby, you should have replaced it with a bag of sand. Five. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you can see that there's a plate, uh, like on the, on the prep table right next to this. 
and there's like a looks like this old you know ratty dishcloth that kind of is over top that's sort of over top of it and as you get close uh, you realize that there's kind of something underneath it and mm-hmm. you peel it back and you notice that there are two magazines of uh, of ammo uh, one it looks like it's for submachine gun and one uh, it looks like it's it's for kind of a more high end weapon okay and I'll, I'll pocket both of those. Yeah, and you pick up the golden rat, and, and again, you just you look at it. It's, it's a golden rat, like it's in a sort of a, a kind of a standing position. Uh, it's not cartoony; it looks like an actual rat. Uh, it looks Fancy like rat, brown rat. What what kind of rat are we working with here? It's a gold rat. I thought that was pretty clear. Uh, it looks like it's on its hind legs. It's kind of standing up, like it's sniffing, uh, and it and it balances on the hind legs when standing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Abby is going to take this as a sign. And she's going to take this rat with her. Okay. Pocket the rat. And she's not... Like, if I have, like, a backpack or something, I'm going to put it in there and just... I'm not going to mention that I have the rat. Are you mentioning the ammo? Yeah. Because I believe it was Leo that got the submachine gun? I didn't pick anything up. No, I think it was the, the android that got from it, the but... synthetic. No, Leo, uh, Leo, you got it because you like put you had the critical success. Yeah. I think so. Oh, like, like it, I that see. was like your bonus for the critical success that like you got gotcha. to knock the gun out of the way. So yeah, you have an SMG. It's it's no no. It's no, Christmas for you, buddy. For it. Yeah. Um. Well, so he was gonna look around and see if there are any like first aid kits or supply chests on mounted on the wall or anything like near where they would have like you know the um defibrillators. In the cafeteria or in the uh, in the kitchen? In the cafeteria or in the kitchen, either. Okay. So, yeah, you look around uh, the cafeteria uh, and you kind of go through sort of the same cabinets and such. Um, yeah, you, you could definitely tell it's been ransacked. Someone's done this before. Like, there's, like, it, the, someone's gone through here. Like, the drawers are empty. Like, you, you see, like, a, you know, like what looks like a, a package of, like, plastic you know, silverware and stuff here and there. Uh, you do find one thing. You 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 find this like, like the like a hollowed arm cast. Like someone like broke their arm and they were wearing some kind of cast. But you just it's just the cast, and you can see like, it's been signed like a dozen or more times, and it's like in the same shaky handwriting, but all the names are different, even though the handwriting is the exact same. Uh, to do field medicine, would that would I be allowed to heal hit points on people with that? And do I need like any kind of first aid equipment to do that skill check? Right. So, so healing is is. Let me pull up the rules for healing. Get our little cheat sheet up. See if you have it. Uh, this is what happens when I I forget. Um, so sorry, we're doing like first edition, so I'm going through like which is still kind of in process. So I kind of have to check some things here and there. Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, I was looking for it too. What is what is everybody else doing, by the way? While while I look this up, uh, I'd like to show Leo how a submachine gun reloads and how to handle it, where the safety is. Oh, okay. uh, Leo's definitely handing that over to the Marine, and he's just like, look. If you get me medical supplies, I'll consider the debt paid, but I don't I don't know how to use these things. I mean, I can't promise you anything. I I got some 
Oh no, did we just uh, lose Steven? Take a grenade. Uh oh. Uh oh. He spilt coke on his modem. Oh no. <laughs> what did did I drop there? It sounded like you were just like throwing a grenade at Dr. Minton. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I, I said, I, I don't have any healing supplies. I can give you a grenade if you want. No, I'll just expect you to stay alive long enough where you give me supplies later to keep you all alive and myself. Yeah, here's some uh, ammo that I found. Maybe it fits. I don't really know guns. And uh, Abby will head to the other room once we're done. We're hanging out if I can assist. Okay, give give give, give people a chance to do other things because the idea of like you yeah. going in and searching a room is literally like 10, 15 minutes worth of searching. So mm-hmm. I just don't like what's Lico doing, what's Helix doing. So I kind of want to know what the two of them are doing. So he, uh, Helix and Lico, what are you what are you two up to? If there's not much left in the cafeteria. I'll check out in the hallway again. Maybe the room across. Uh, if you want to search uh, the cafeteria, I would say between Reed and Menton, you feel like it's they've kind of scoured it decently enough. Uh, so you can either kind of go into the kitchen with Abby, and you would realize that both of those doors on that one wall with the banner, both of them go into the kitchen. Uh, and then there is the other door that's kind of um, kind of across from where you entered the cafeteria that leads out of the room as well. Yeah, I'll make my way out to the other door from the cafeteria. Okay. Uh, Lico, uh, we'll go with. Okay, so he the looks... two of you head out. Yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, I'm see sorry if for like... my bad internet. Did I get the submachine gun? Yeah, he yes. does. <laughs> uh, Leo, I I would have you take a EMP grenade. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, I don't see any. So, uh, what what skill is it you you wanted to use, man? I'm sorry. Say it again. Uh, I think I was just going to try and use field medicine. Surgery seems a bit too much for the injuries we've taken. Yeah, I think that's fine. It, it's not a wound. It's just you're just doing like field. Yeah, that's fine. You can roll it. I don't see any rules one way or the other. So if you want to take a couple minutes to just sort of kind of patch up or like, you know, wrap something around, you know, something like that, that's fine. Okay. Um, I'll do that too, uh, Reed. And then if I can take time for myself, I'll do that as well. Uh, okay, so you start doing that. Uh, Abby, you're still you're still kind of rummaging around in the kitchen. You took the you took the ammo. You kind of pass it over to Reed. You've got the golden the golden rat. Helix and Lico, as you leave, um, you notice that up ahead in like this hallway, uh, this corridor that uh, you can tell that there is like actually an an airlocked um, sorry, there's an airlocked door uh, in front of you. Uh, it looks like in the middle of the corridor itself. Um, it does, you do notice that there is a, like there's what looks like these arrows and stuff that are kind of pointing in different different directions. Uh, it does reference like offices, like so it looks like somehow through this airlocked door, this that kind of decompression chamber, uh, there is, uh, uh, there's likely going to be offices. However, as you get relatively close, uh, as you're kind of moving down the hall and the lights are kind of flickering in, um, you do notice that it's another one of these checkpoints that you see ahead, like this the security checkpoint. Uh, and this one, the difference is, is that this one actually seems to be uh, intact. You notice that it, it's certainly it's certainly battle scarred. Like you can tell that something's happened here. 
uh, but you don't see like that ruptured uh, like bulletproof glass anywhere. Instead, it's a barred gate that blocks this passage forward, like right where that airlocked chamber is. And you can see that there's these series of like weapon detectors here and there embedded in the walls. And within that bulletproof glass box that's actually intact here, you can see there is a machine gun with a swivel turret and another one of those androids uh, that are there. Uh, Melissa, roll a D100 and say high or low before you do so. Low. Okay. Okay. Three. So yeah. currently, currently it's swiveled away from you, but you can tell that it's kind of, you know, it's in a process. But as you kind of curve around the corner and look down the corridor, you see that the, the machine gun in the android that's operating it is swiveled away and it's about to pivot and start swiveling back in the direction where you and, and Helix are. So you have a moment. So Liko's going to do sort of the driving arm bar thing or she's just going to kind of extend her arm out across Helix's chest and just kind of push us both back. Um, and Liko will just kind of whisper over to Helix. Machine gun turret. Security station. Well, we did find, Reed did find EMPs or we can just wait for it to turn around and run across. Yeah, let's finish up what we're doing in this area before we move on, but we are going to need to tread carefully around every corner here, I think. There's a lot of security. So okay. is this, yeah, was this checkpoint just like in the hallway to get It's blocking the, the way forward. Yeah, it's blocking the way forward. There's like, you can tell that it's like a, it's a security checkpoint for what looks like an airlocked like door area that kind of like connects this part that you're in of this floor to like another airlock section of the floor. Would we be able to go back towards where those offices were? Like there was the airlock that we jammed with the crowbar mm-hmm. and then we kind of went down to the right. And so there's the cafeteria and then there were the two conference there's rooms. The meeting right? room. Yeah. You can back that way. You can, there, yeah. there were meeting rooms. Yeah. Yeah. So Liko would want to um, investigate the meeting rooms. Okay, yeah, so I start mind getting my crowbar back and uh, maybe seeing the guy behind the crowbar too. You know, we, we get a little bit more firepower now. Okay, uh, so we'll say at this point everyone's kind of finished whatever tasks that they were kind of look so searching or like patching up. Both you know Leo and Reedy both patched up. Um, go ahead and roll like a D10 for each of you and like take that amount of health back for now. I, I don't. I don't know if there's like strict rules for for that that I could find. Uh, the the only thing I could find in the rule book was just the mention of the first aid kit. Otherwise, yeah. it's like super vague. Yeah, but I could have so, I could have skipped past it. So yeah, I'm good. With Leo, just... you are an excellent medic. Thank you for those ten points. <laughs> you take ten points back onto your health. Oh dear, Menton takes one. <laughs> Nice. It's easier to heal oh. another person than yourself. <laughs> That's you know? accurate. Yeah, yeah. I, I was holding the mirror for you, but I'm, I got some tremors. <laughs> so all of you are back out in this cafeteria. This android's like, "Have you managed to find transportation for me yet? I am very eager to rejoin the human civilization out in space. That would be delightful. I my, certainly uh... miss my family." 
my short range communications was taken out when I got hit in the chest by the android. And Menton will point ah. to his destroyed as suit. And so he's going to say, we have to go to a different area and see if there's some sort of station-based communications channel that we can hijack and use. So you'll have to hang out here just a little bit longer, if that's okay. I could come with you. I uh, I would very much appreciate the company. Could I uh, uh, come with you, please? Please, can I come with you? I mean, I don't see a problem with it. What do, you, what do you all think? Benton shrugs. <laughs> uh... <laughs> when you have a head wound like that, it's best if you stay in one place. And if we get into another altercation, that would be bad. You know, that's kind of a good point. Let, let's see if you can stand up here. And uh, if you can stand up without swaying, uh, mm. we'll, we'll see if you can come with us. Because things might get hairy. I understand. I will try. I certainly would not want it to get hairy. And you see that they basically put one arm on one side of their, their torso that's got that stringy kind of like fettuccine-like Alfredo like sticking out of the torso, the other on the other <laughs> side, and it just pushes itself up. And it begins to walk towards you on its hands, dragging the remnants of its legs behind it. Ah, you're right. I do feel a little wobbly in my movements here. Perhaps you are correct. Perhaps I need to rest. Whew. Yes, head wounds. They yeah. are such a bitch. Ha 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 ha. You, yeah, I think you're, I think you're right there. I think that sounds like a great idea that you had. I think you should probably just keep hanging out here and we'll uh, catch you on the flip side. Yes. Could I bum a smoke off one of you? I don't partake. Yeah, yeah, in the core, they told us we can't smoke on, you know, the all-oxygen environment and all that. Ah, I see. Yes. They're going to kill me one of these days. It is a bad habit. I, I agree. Well, we better get going so we can hurry up and find something. I will wait here. Yes. I will, I will keep watch. Good luck, Perfect. and be careful, my new friends. You nice too, Stephen. Nice to meet you, Stephen. And yeah, you guys leave the cafeteria, and he could become our new mascot, guys. <laughs> I, I just, I wonder if it's the first of many, or so how many of them do you think, like? look human I, I don't even know what that I mean I maybe maybe that was a ghost no maybe the other one was too either a ghost or Helix is correct and their logic processor is just faulty they don't know what they're just mixed up in what they know I'm or or that's the plan is to infiltrate mankind. Y'all got your pebbles on you, right? Of course. All right. 
pebbles what yes yeah, I, 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 sewed, I sewed yours into your your jacket and your overalls don't worry about it it'll protect you is that what this lump in my boot is I don't know what you're talking about and I feel like you fucking were <laughs> okay so right outside the cafeteria there's two meeting rooms like in this hallway there's meeting room A and there's meeting room B uh, both of them look to be in similar states like the doors they're basic doors similar states of disrepair uh, and, but they both are you can tell they have vertical blinds kind of covering this small little sliver of glass so you can't quite see inside and is there a preference? I like A for Ashley why not A for Abby? and Abby <laughs> I'm Who thinking like Ashley, Ashley? <laughs> Okay. Uh, so yeah, you push open Let's the door. Go yeah, to meeting room A, uh, and you can see that like the first thing you notice is like your your feet kind of land on a surprisingly plush carpeting. Like it's dingy as all can be, but it's it's doesn't have that kind of hardened, you know, reception area carpet as you put it down. So that's the first thing it notices. And you also see that there's like a bunch of these scattered, like fairly luxurious like office chairs. Um, there is a, a fairly large like executive meeting table as you can tell, like, you know, lacquered here and there. However, it's it, it was very, very nice with the exception of carved and very large and crude letters into the top of it. It says, fuck off. Uh, and it's flipped kind of towards the door so you see it's like you're reading that right as you uh, as you walk in um yeah and you uh yeah you look around and you can see that there's uh like these weird kind of sketches that have been kind of drawn around on the walls and like chalk but they don't i don't know they're kind of indiscernible it just looks like these weird lines that have been drawing left and right uh, what do you guys want to do in here Oh, and you also notice that there is a, a ba- uh, there's a backpack that's sitting in one of these chairs that have been scattered about. It's got covered in patches, much like your own. Uh, sorry, what was that? There's a there's a backpack that is sitting backpack. in one of these uh, one of these chairs as well. I heard batleth. I thought we were going Klingon for a second. <laughs> uh, Liko's going to look at the writing on the table and is just going to say, like, wow. Someone finally wrote what everyone around this table was thinking all along. Would anyone even take these instructions seriously? Would they really open the door and be like, oh, okay, I guess I'll leave now, and then close the door? <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of tempted. I, I think we should probably go. You have a submachine gun. You don't get to run away anymore. Well, I, if I remember correctly, I was the one who did not run away. I'm a doctor, not a punch bag. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> Liko will walk over to the backpack. Okay, yeah. Uh, you open it up, uh, and you can see that there are what looks like six expended stim packs. Like they, like you can tell something's wrong with them. Like they're not like the like the seal's been broken on them, and you're not sure they'd be very useful. Looks like there's some shotgun shells, but a dozen shotgun shells, and there's a flashlight inside. Uh, Liko is going to um, flash the flashlight and make sure that the batteries are actually still working. 
does it does seem to work just fine. Very bright. All right. Well, dual purpose. We can find our way, and we can hit somebody on the head if we need to. <laughs> and nobody has a shotgun, right? No. Not yet. All right. What else you want to do? Another conference room. There's also a security checkpoint manned by an android. That's the only way forward when we found out. Weren't there some? I mean, I can keep saying this, but I I think sometimes you need to go backwards to go forwards. I'd like to even the score with that that fellow we found. Maybe closer when our 24 hours is is near to being filled up. You think? I mean, I, I don't like to put off for tomorrow what we could do today, you know. You're you're just you, you really want that crowbar back, don't you? I mean, I, I paid a lot of money for that crowbar and it it was the last bit of my uh it, my final paycheck from my dishonorable discharge. I mean, now you do have a gun. Oh yeah, I mean, I love guns. I love guns. They they go pow pow pow. But, you know, a crowbar, it's just got that nice, satisfying crunch, you know? I don't know. Liko's going to throw the backpack on. So Mm -hmm. now having a backpack is useful as well. Um, And Liko will be like, fine, Reed, what do you need? We're just going to use the gun. We're going to use the grenade. What are you thinking? Uh I like a two-prong approach. You know, we open the door, we toss in a grenade, we follow up with a gun after we, you know, clear the room. So, are all of you in the meeting room right now? Yeah, I would be, yeah. Okay. Yep. So, those of you that are inside the meeting room, uh, you actually hear the sounds of first gunfire uh, in, in the distance echoing throughout and then you hear the sounds of like multiple like footsteps and sort of voices like this like muffled a bit as well uh, coming from outside just notice say screwed something up good. yeah go ahead but yeah you hear sounds of gunfire and then like f- and then like with multiple footsteps kind of moving around outside I will definitely poke my head out the door with uh, my submachine gun to follow up. Uh, weapon out at the ready as well. Uh, are you are you peeking out or are you stepping out into the hallway, Reed? Are you doing? Like, uh, the, the I, I would be out? slicing the pie. Yeah, I okay. kick open the door and staying behind the threshold. I just like slowly increase my field of view. Yeah, you notice that there are. You notice the sounds of the footsteps. Uh, and not even the footsteps are like it's more like jogging and moving. As you and you being a, a marine, recognize what looks like sort of soldier sweeping movement. As you see a a group of you counted up five individuals, each of which are kind of dressed in this kind of black and red gear. You can see they have like these sort of shiny black helmets. These red visors, some of them they're hev- heavily armed some of them with uh, what looks like shotguns, pulse rifles, etc. And they're kind of like 
sweeping, checking corners, uh, and they're kind of moving about as well, like like they're looking and looking and looking. Um, what do you want to do? Uh, looks like we got some uh, security detail moving through. Uh, they might be headed our way. They're, they're doing some sort of patrol. Are they human or are they android? Uh, they all kind of look the same to me. Uh, I think they're human droid. Uh, can I use my uh, what's it called? Oh yeah, my bio scanner to see if I get any life signs yeah. while they're near us. Yeah, uh, I do want to look into that uh, some more that item, but we'll say they can scan blocked by most known minerals can tell the location of signs of life but not what, the light, what that life is yeah you do get life signs yeah okay uh, that bodes well I'm, I don't think I don't think synthetics make this go off well I mean there's one easy way to check does helix pop up on your thing I don't think it works like that oh okay I'm picturing like the alien movie, like if you're holding it in a direction or the game. Yeah, the movie. Has a motion like... sensor. Oh, true. Yeah. But what if it was a motion sensor that only worked with humans? <laughs> um, Abby's gonna try and hide in this room. <laughs> How would that science even work? Oh goodness! I, okay. I just. I'm the big picture guy, Jeff. I, I don't know the details. I don't understand, like how I, <laughs> how could you discern that kind of movement? It's a, impressive. Uh, Abby's hiding. Uh, what are the rest of you doing? They are extraordinarily heavily armed, and I would also say that you guys know that there are there is a a fleet of these marines and stuff. These these uh, mercenaries that are blockading here and there. Uh, and you did hear at some point, I can't remember who, who someone might have, I think someone might have told you that, like, they sweep sometimes and stay out of their way. So okay. they do look different than the androids that you've come into. They're not wearing the same kind of cloud bank uniforms. They're, they're all kind of this black and red, and they look like serious businesses. They're just sweeping through uh, the corridor itself, kind of taking up, like, they know what they're doing. Um, so it's kind of... I would... would- probably uh if it seems like they're going to head our direction i would close the door again as quietly as possible and lock it if i can uh anything to discourage them from checking in while we wait it out okay i'll be hide behind the meeting table if possible then okay helix abby are hiding liko leo reed do you make any attempts to hide yes i'll try and help lock the door yeah, I want to try to get behind the door because I'm imagining there. Because I think you said there's a little glass strip next to the door. Yeah, there's like these vertical blinds that kind of have been yeah. turned in such a way as to not allow vision inside. Yeah. So I want to be behind the door so that even if you kind of look in that, you're not going to be able to see me. Okay. Well, I mean, that gets from the inside. Like the blinds are on the inside, Melissa. Yeah. Okay. I'm just. I'm just angling myself because you can only see so much. Like if you're looking through the glass, if I'm on okay. this side close to it, you I, can't I, see. I hate this kind of granularity. You know that. <laughs> Come on. Uh, you're just say you're hiding. You're hiding. Yes. Okay, you're hiding. 
right. I want to hide behind Liko, but like just to the <laughs> point, like so you know, <laughs> if she's facing twelve o'clock, I want to be exactly six thirty. Uh, you know, just a bit off to the side. One of your EMP grenades goes off and uh, <laughs> rips a hole in your stomach, uh, and your guts fall out. You're dead. I deserve it. I deserve it. Uh, okay. You do, you do see, or you do hear them kind of closing in, uh, and someone's like, sweep this, sweep this, and like you do feel a hand come down, try to open the door, and you can see it shake, and uh, like you can kind of over here, like, bust it down, bust it down. Uh, so you have like a moment, Lego, to react since you're standing up. There's just normal doors. These are not airlock doors. These are... Yeah. Okay. Uh, weapon at the ready. Do I feel like my bullets might pierce the door? <laughs> like, is it that shitty plywood? <laughs> I don't want to fight these people, to be fair. No, yeah, I don't either, why, but if they're going to bust the door down, hide. and then I would doesn't mean that they're necessarily hostile, though. <laughs> I think that if they kick the door down and see a bunch of humans with their hands up, as opposed to holding a bunch of weapons, there'd be a different, like... I mean, that Doctor, makes sense. I'm not saying that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You were so, told to Menten stay out of their way. Like, you were told to stay out of their way. Well, yeah. Also, yeah. Liko, yeah. what weapon are you ha- are you having at the ready for when this heavily armed squad of mercs and marines kicks down the door? Uh, what, 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 is it a crowbar that you have? What is it? You have? <laughs> we have a vibe shetty. If a shetty? You have that ready? Okay, so, yeah. like, when the dudes with the combat shotguns bust the door down. I just wanted to make sure I knew what that was. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think I could take one of them, guys. <laughs> if you guys could get the rest. We're trying uh, to hide. I'm, I will have my hands up, but I will have the like doctor's bag with the red cross on it right at my feet with the cross facing the door so they don't shoot me because I'm medical personnel. Okay. Oh, no. You hear the first smash go off on the door as they're trying and it is unsuccessful. And your mind's you think back to the captain that says, stay out of their way. As the second smash comes in, the voice gets louder, stay out of their way. The third smash comes in, the door opens up. Okay. And you will s- not have her weapon out. And you see... The first and third smash. And you see standing in the doorway is a man or an individual uh, that has a shotgun in their hands. Uh, another person who was like smashing it kind of steps off to the side as they get inside. Uh, who do they see when they open it, when they open the door? I wasn't hiding to be fair. Uh, okay. I don't know if Menton was either. I don't want to go down alone, Leo. <laughs> I don't know how big the table is, so I just assumed it was full. So he's just like, hands it's a, up, it's a conference table. Yeah, you could uh, hide well, it with me with us. I I didn't say it before. I just said that I was standing out of the way with my hands up. So, okay, all right. Uh, so, who do they see? Lego? Is it just you that they see when they bust the door down, or is it Reed? Do they see you? Who Who do they see? I know Helix and if, Abby are hiding. I would be near the door with Lego, probably. But okay. Lego said she was hiding, so I don't know if they'd see her. Okay, uh, Reed. Uh, they you can see the door. The door opens up. Man stands in the middle of the doorway, shotgun in hand, uh, contact, and then pulls the trigger on his combat shotgun uh, at Reed. Oh, damn. Uh, sorry, that was not meant to be private. Let me get that public. 
let's try it again. Uh, Apparently, my rolls are not working. Let me try this again. Oh dear. Okay. Still not working. Okay. I think we're going to have like 50 shots come through in a second here. (laughs) Right? (laughs) They're all going to come up all at once. All right. Let me get it out again. So Helix is under the table. Abby's under the table. Dr. Menton is doing the. You're behind the door, Liko, I'm going to say. Menton's off into the corner, like medical bag up covering his (laughs) face. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, this one is. I don't know why it's not working. Let me try this again. All right. Uh, I don't know why stuff's not rolling, so I'm just going to do a regular D100 roll. Uh, 54 under 65 is a success. Oh, no. Uh, this is... It's been fun, uh, y'all. 2D10, uh, let's see. Okay, so it's right up next to you. So you're, you're right it's inside 10, the door. You might be dead. Uh, actually, it's going to be even worse than that. But you got healed 10, right? So he's at 17. I did. I did. I'm at 17. Against a shotgun. <laughs> uh, you take thanks tombstone you take a wound uh, I don't even roll damage you just take a wound oh cause it's cause of the cause he's not far away cause you guys are relatively close take a wound right, right, right. Uh, and then for the first time we get to roll on our wound table uh, so if you go into the uh, roll table section there, for read, this. there is a wound table this is specifically a gunshot <gasps> slash blunt force Oh, gosh. I got shot in the neck. Oh, no. And so the shot goes off. You see an explosion of viscera just like come out of his neck and blood splatters down on top of the fuck you sign uh, right on top of uh, <laughs> and just like land splat. Reed, you go falling to the ground. Uh, Menton, roll a D100 and say high or low first. Um, okay. High. Ooh. Okay, they uh, they they shoot. They watch Reed fall, and then they close the door. And you hear them yell, "Clear!" And then you hear the footsteps <laughs> kind of moving past as Reed is bleeding to death uh, on top of the uh, on top of the, uh, the the conference room table. There's a a lot of gurgle and a bit of a red mist coming up as I try to uh, take each breath. So yeah, so he's, you look down, all of you just see him like laying there on the conference table, blood pointing out. He's not dead yet, but he will be dead shortly uh, if something isn't done. Oh yeah, Abby is immediately going to run towards him to compress while she yells at Dr. Menton. Or she doesn't yell because she's still scared, but she's like looking at him like, what the fuck? (laughs) Am I able to do like shitty like surgery where I just like stuff some of the socks that I've stolen into the wound to like, <laughs> help a clog. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, roll a field medicine test to see if you can try to stem the bleeding enough to keep him alive. Would it be can better I to do field medicine all? or surgery? Uh, surgery, I think, requires actual like surgical Equipment. tools and an okay. area. Field medicine, this is more of field medicine, like trauma, just trying to help him. Yeah. Uh, Abby, you want to assist him? Do you have yeah. any, do you have, you have training have, in medicine? I have field medicine ex, uh, expert, so okay. a plus 15 bonus. Okay. Uh, go ahead and take a, uh, go ahead and take advantage on it then, uh, Dr. Dr. Mitten. Oh, okay. 
as Reed is literally bleeding out on top of this conference, literally right on top of a conference <laughs> table, laying on top of a bloody fuck you uh, engraving. That's just a which, perfect visual. Which one is it? The right number? If I'm at a... Oh, no, no. It says right there. Whatever one's better. If it's advantage, it's whatever's better. Oh, man. Okay, well, it failed. No, no with no, advantage, advantage, you passed. You, 12. Yeah. I thought you have to be below the target, right? Your target's yeah, 67. 67. The yeah. two you rolled were 74 and 12. So as right. long as, since it's advantage, all you needed was one of those to be under 67. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm like... I thought because it was in the disadvantage here. spot, it was off. Okay. Yeah, your target was 52. Jeff, you're you're choking Plus because you feel so bad about killing me right now, right? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I really couldn't have telegraphed this any more than saying, <laughs> hey, they're going to fucking kill you. You might want to hide. Like, okay. I uh, wanted to shoot one. I'm sorry. So you managed to, you managed to, uh, I mean, like if you, if you want to pull the, tr- say you pulled the trigger, I'm fine with you taking a shot, but uh, that no, might mean they no, stick around. Fine. So it's you got the ammo s- at this point. You've got the socks stuffed into his neck uh, right now. So he is certainly not going to die in the next few minutes, uh, but you're pretty confident that if he's not, you know, if he doesn't get, like, kind of stitched up uh, and, like, you kind of really kind of get in there and make sure, like, no- nothing inside the neck itself, like any kind of re- anything that needs to be repaired, uh, definitely is something that you would want to take care of as well. Uh, I need also everyone to roll a panic test. As you just saw, Reed just get a shotgun yeah. blown uh, running him. And all of you can also take a, you can increase stress. Take two stress from the sight of this and then roll oh panic. Gosh. So I have a trauma response Hi. of once per session, I can take advantage on a panic check. Okay. Wait. Where Which is one's panic? panic? I was going to say, I see fear. Roll stress. Just, just roll stress. Oh, okay. Want us to gain the stress first and then roll, or? Yeah, take the stress and then roll panic. <laughs> Apparently, I'm in my element. I rolled a 20. Oh. Okay. Oh, I felt. You, like, you, you start to panic a bit. Uh, gain another stress. You get very anxious at the sight of uh, this just wholesale like this guy with his black and you know red visor kicks the door down shoots reed takes a moment looks doesn't actually see anyone doesn't do a particularly good job of corners uh and then closes the door and leaves and reed is is bleeding out you're feeling it it's starting to like you're starting to feel something like rise up in your programming um and you feel yeah a bit of panic We need right. to find a medical bay right now. I, this is not going to hold him for long. I don't know if you're all aware, but there are two big tubes that go into your neck that carry a lot of blood, and he had shotgun pellets scattered throughout there. Well, I... Um... You big dumb meathead. Why are you just standing at the door for? <laughs> I gurgle in response. Abby doesn't let you. She's still holding compression to your neck. She's got one over your mouth. <laughs> yeah. You just see fear in my eyes. Yeah, you don't think he's going to die like immediately, but he, he definitely needs to get looked at. He's got the wound. He's, you know, so you've taken a wound, so make sure you take that off. And uh, yeah. yeah, he's he's certainly looked better. Is there like there any those terminals in here? on the door? Uh, not in here. Uh, I'm sorry, Ashley, what was your question? There's no ter- You don't see yeah. any terminals in here. You know how there's like the emergency maps on 
like doors and stuff in offices and whatnot? Is there anything like that? No, you did not see something like that, no. Uh, if you're looking around, though, um, yeah, you, you've the only thing you really find in here are scattered about, other than what you've already found. You do find what, like some kind of recording device. Uh, it looks like uh, likely somebody you know used in, in in sort of this kind of setting, recording meetings and things like that. Uh, but when you you know when you kind of mess around with the playing of it, it just sounds like just murmuring, like this like sort of strange murmur, almost like it's like recording someone sleeping, something like that. So, uh, what do you all want to do? Uh, I'll poke my head out of the doorway to see if this team has moved on away from us and we can travel in the opposite direction that they're going. Yeah, you do not. As you poke your head out, you look down the corridor, you know, you do the the pizza slice open, as uh, Steven said, and you don't notice them anymore as it seems they've trailed off. I'm going to try and look for some kind of directory or something that gives us uh, an ability to know where we are and what other, like, if there's any kind of med facility on this level. You do know that there was a broken terminal uh, in the reception area that might be, you know, fixable. That's the only real terminal you saw. Um, but that's, that's that's all you've seen so far in terms of something that could give you access to the, to the systems. That's behind the the airlock door with the crowbar stuffed in it with the android Um, banging on the other side. So Menton will poke his head back in and say, Helix, that terminal that we saw in the lobby, do you think you might be able to fix that and help us find some sort of medical facility on this level? Yes, I can certainly fix that. But our friend here, how long does he have? Yeah, it's hard to say. I I've never seen a wound like this. I, I'm surprised he's still standing right now, or breathing, or I'm surprised as I he's I don't know how he's made it. Like maybe an hour, maybe two hours. I don't know. Are there any radio flyers nearby that we could throw them in? Radio flyers? <laughs> no. <laughs> little, no. red tri- that, little red little red cards. Yeah. <laughs> He's got he's got time. It's like he's got several. You you, you think he's got hours? Like he re- okay. really? It's is is you, if it didn't kill him immediately, and you were able to like because you were able to get to him super fast, like he's not going to bleed out. You stem like that bleeding, but he's not really going to be able to talk very well. Uh, he's going to gurgle a lot until this thing gets stitched up, basically. All right. So then, yeah, uh, Doctor Menton will just support his weight so he doesn't have to like so he can walk better and then I'll just keep handing him socks whenever they get too blood soaked <laughs> <laughs> one of them he'll look at me you can see the flicker of recognition this is my sock it's got his <laughs> name it stitched on it it says Reed on the back <laughs> Reed US Marine Corps Corporal uh, Liko wants to Go back out and see if they're still banging on the door from the android on that uh, airlock door. Yeah, you go back down the corridor to where that T section was. You look down. You can see that the crowbar is no longer within the actual wheel itself. Uh, you can see that the crowbar is nowhere to be found, uh, and you you see that the door itself seems to be closed. You see, Jeff, I'm more upset about that than you shooting me. I know you are. <laughs> I know you are too. You left it behind. Can I, can I see if they took out that security android? Do you want to go into the reception area? 
no, not the reception area, but the way forward where that. Uh, oh, the cafeteria. Android, remember yeah, that airlock with yeah. the android in front of it? Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. The one with uh, the turret, the defense point. The turret one, yeah. Yeah, so you go back in, so that means you go through the cafeteria. You go back through the cafeteria, and you can see laying on the ground, your friend Steven uh, is just literally ripped to shreds. Uh, you could tell that, like, bullets were just completely, like, it just completely destroyed. And he's laying on the ground. Uh, you can see the face is kind of, like, looking up far off in the distance. Still got that wound in the forehead, uh, but has suffered probably a, a dozen more shots. Uh, you open the the door. You kind of move down the corridor towards where that airlocked security checkpoint is, where there was the the swiveling of the uh, of the machine gun behind the bulletproof uh, the bullet kind of encasing, and it doesn't look as though they came that way. So it's it's still intact. I say. Then I'll just suggest we head forward instead of going back. If it's on this floor, we can find it. Right. Near the conference room, didn't you say there were some offices, like three? There are. There were two meeting rooms. You went into one. Uh huh. There was the cafeteria. There, you're at it. So you're at a T intersection. Okay. Okay. There's there the two meeting rooms here, and then if you yeah. kept going, you go into the cafeteria. The way that they went was kind of off this off the kind of the other side of the T section and kind uh-huh. of around the bend. So you're not sure where that goes, oh, but that's go where that they way. went. And then the stem of the T is goes back towards reception. Got uh, it. Okay. But no, you you do know that like there was a sign saying offices, but that is kind of pointing down the corridor that has that security checkpoint. Got it. Okay. Nico wants to check the other meeting room before we leave. Uh yeah, you peek inside um Fairly kind of utilitarian-looking room. Like, nothing looks, like, plush and cushy the way the other one was. Uh, And there's, like, this smashed plastic table. You see that there's, like, torn books that are strewn, like, everywhere. Uh, Most of them look to be, as you're peeking, like, corporate binders and corpse speak and stuff like that. Um, And to the point where, like, you see piles of them. And there's, like, other things inside of them. Uh, It would take you some time, but you could potentially kind of sift through to see if there's anything useful in there. Um, since the whole you know, bleeding out of the neck thing seems a little bit time sensitive. Okay, I want to I want to uh, stress he's not dead. Hours. He's not going to die. Like you were there to like you've got hours. Like he's not okay. in like immediate death range. That Didn't was, hit like, the jugular. The, yeah, exactly. It's one of those things that he's gonna he's gonna talk like Rebecca <laughs> Nurse for a little while until he could stitch it up and heal. And probably doesn't want to get shot in the neck again because it'd make it worse. Um, then, until everybody else figures out what they're doing, Liko's just going to sit down and start looking through this stuff. Okay. Uh, Helix, you are in the corridor with the security, uh, that kind of that that security checkpoint. You see the gun kind of swivel back, and you see this android, similar to the one that you all encountered uh, near reception down the concrete stair, turns towards you uh, and says. Uh, Please disarm your weapons. Leave them on the floor before proceeding. Is this android armed? 
it's got a big ass machine gun inside of like this. It's like basically it's like in a like a bullet. Oh, this is the one with the silo. Yeah. yeah, it's like a it's like a little silo checkpoint thing, and it just didn't it didn't immediately fire. It just told him to disarm. I'll walk forward because I don't have any weapons. Yeah, you don't have any make weapons. Make sure I don't. Yeah, make sure I drop if I do. Uh, okay, yeah. So like anything that could be anything that's an obvious. I think you have a stun baton. Did you have a stun baton? Yeah, I do have a stun baton. Okay. If that's considered a weapon, then I can drop it. I think a stun baton is a weapon, yes. Okay. It shocks people and stuns them. Uh, okay, so you just drop it on the ground? Yeah, just a secret. Okay, so you drop it on the ground, and you hear, you may proceed. You move forward, open up the airlock door, and yeah, you're free to move forward if you like. Let the others know you can go without weapons or possibly disable it for a sec. We did find EMP through grenades. Liko's reading books, so she's not in your shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're in a different... You're well away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where is everybody else? Where's Abby? Where's Reed? Where's Menton? Are you back? Like, I'm sticking when? next to Menton, wherever he went. Wherever okay. he carried me to. Yeah, and Menton was just following Helix so that uh, we okay. can just try and get a better lay of the land. So by so at the end of the corridor, you watch like as he like like almost like the test subject makes it through. The 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 gate to get through towards the airlock is deactivated momentarily, and he gets through. And then the gate is reactivated. Gun kind of turns back in your direction, and like this sort of loud kind of angry voice demanding. Hand over weapons before proceeding. Uh, does it look like it's using a scanner or some kind, or is it just relying on what it can see? It's one of those androids that has no eyes. Like you can tell, like there's no real working eyes. There's like sockets. Like it's more like a mannequin face. It's nothing. You're not sure actually uh, how but it's determined. You said last time there was a weapon scanner of some sort, right? Yeah, on the sides of the walls, uh, you can definitely see that there are metal... There's, like, these um, weapon detectors. They do look damaged. You're not sure how damaged they are, but they do look like like this room has suffered fighting. Like, you can see there's bullet holes, there's explosive residue, and, like, the weapons, like, metal detectors and stuff like that, they appear damaged. How damaged? You don't know. Um, I would like to try and stand on my own a little bit here, if I can. Sure. And I'll pull out my scalpel and I'll show it to Menton and I'll just kind of toss it trying to toss it through the weapon scanner to see what happens okay uh okay you uh as as it kind of tosses through you can see like one of the lights above one of the metal detectors kind of flickers on in this very like kind of a, a very weak fashion kind of mal- you hear like this this sort of glitching of the circuitry inside of it before shutting back down. Like you can tell that it, it wanted to activate it, but it, you're not sure if it like like it's trying to act, like it sensed something, but it didn't kind of send like a full alarm. Well, what do you think? Oh, I'd rather not gamble with my life, uh, but I don't want to be without a weapon. Um. I'm with Liko because I don't want her alone. Okay, thank you. 
Uh, I guess Menton will just take his Trank pistol and the uh, EMP grenade and set them. Are there lockers or like cubbies to put them in or something? Yeah, there probably were at one point, but it suffered so much damage in here. Like nothing really seems particularly like well put together, but there are like what looks like basic storage cabinet shelves that have been kind of blown to bits, but you can stack them there. Yeah, he'll do that, just uh, hoping that they'll remain there when he comes back. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you do notice as you go to set it up on the shelf, there is like this plastic toy that's kind of sitting there. And it's on this uh, this kind of um, like little stem stand, and it's tilted a little bit off on its axis, and it sort of looks familiar. It kind of looks a little bit like as you kind of peek at it as you're setting your trink gun there. It looks like the deep itself. It almost looks like a like a toy model of of the space station. I'll grab it. Okay. Yeah, it's plastic too. You can tell just picking it up. All right. So you set your you set your weapons there, and do you step forward? Yeah. Yeah, and you see the gun kind of tracks you as you move, move, move. And then as you make through the metal detector, like nothing goes off. The gate, you step through that kind of security gate, and then it'll activate as the you open up the airlock door and you step through, and you can see Helix waiting for you. Reed, do you do the same? Uh, maybe I'll... Just take a breather out here. Okay. Y'all can come back and get me. Okay. Now I'll just kind of like lean against the wall and then just slide down. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, back in meeting room B, uh, Liko, you've been going through these things. Abby, you've been giving a hand. uh, These these stacks of papers. um, And... You find actually something fairly interesting, both of you, uh, when you you are systematically moving things about. It is a very, it looks very cumbersome. Like it looks very heavy and kind of awkward, but you can tell it's a terminal device of some kind. It's certainly movable, like you can tell, but the design of it looks like state of the art. It looks like there's... There's, you're not entirely sure how it functions, but it has like this extraordinarily elegant interface, but at the same time, it, it, it looks like it's been detached from somewhere and someone moved it here. Uh, this is what someone might characterize as an artifact, uh, one of mm-hmm. these like fancy bits of, of special research and development tech. But as you're looking at it, you do notice that it is strapped to an EMP mine. Oh. Uh. So, Abby it's sitting this, right on top of it. I think this could uh fetch us some uh, some funds here. But oh. it's got a trap. Uh I don't know. Could we disarm it? Certainly try. Do you have... Do you have skills for something like that? I mean, I have industrial equipment skills. Me too. So maybe not quite this. Um, I also have jury rigging. 
which I don't know if that would obviously it's not a no it's no jury organ I'd be fine with it. Does it look like a a pressure plate thing? Uh, it definitely looks like it's 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 sort of yeah like you could find a way to sort of move off of it and try to replace the weight. This thing is quite heavy. Like you can tell just looking at it, it's a, like it's going to be a haul for someone to carry that around regularly. Um, but a jury rig device is a perfectly fine, like a jury rig roll is a perfectly fine way to try to disarm this from going off. Mm-hmm. Um, like you don't think like, it, you know, it's like you have, some of you, you have like electronic equipment on you. You're not sure the radius of this thing. You're not sure what damage this might do to the terminal if it were to explode. Yeah. Um, there was a comment in chat about like you guys are both human, but like the equipment isn't. So if this goes off, it might actually. Yeah, it's the computer sure. I care about. <laughs> yeah. So like you can you can roll a jury rig to try to um, try to disarm if you want. Yeah. Uh, if okay. you're both do do you both have the skill? I don't have jury rig. No, I just have field medicine, industrial equipment, zero G, and zoology. Okay. Uh. So. Yeah, you can just roll. But if you I roll... do have the rat statue, the mouse <laughs> statue. <laughs> I know. I wrote that down. Uh, go ahead and roll jury rig. We do have like, I think we have roll we uh, do. audience rolls left. So if you want to use yeah, that, go for I it. I would use one. Okay. I will do that. Thank you, generous chat. We were back up, I think, to five. So thank you much, everyone, for that. All right. Jury rigging advantage. Oh, oh wow. very nice. Very good roll. Right. Yeah, you do manage to, like, you can kind of get down on, on the side and, and take out a few tools and stuff. Remove a bit of the, like, there's like a panel along the outside of this mine. You can get right in and sort of deactivate sort of the pressure sensor so that you can easily take the this off without, without this activating. Uh, and yeah, you can go ahead and put a cumbersome uh, terminal uh, in one of your inventories. And it is cumbersome. So just remember that this is a heavy, fairly heavy and kind of awkward to carry. Um, it's all, it's, you have a backpack, but I don't think your backpack, I'll say you can put it in the backpack, but at the same time, it's like, it's really it's filling closed. that, yeah. it's really filling that like backpack up. You remember like freshmen with like how full <laughs> yes. their backpacks yeah. would be? Your shoulder's going to be out of, out of yeah. set soon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is a, Okay. Um, and right. this is going to be something like she is going to be talking your ear off the whole time. Like it almost seems like she's not focusing, but that's what she does is she just talks and talks, 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 talks like while she's fiddling with all of this. Oh, like it, <laughs> this is what she does in stressful situations. Gotcha. You're doing right. great. Up ahead. Even you. <laughs> Up ahead, uh, Helix, Minton, you've both made it through this security checkpoint. You see another you know, set of these concrete stairs that you saw over by reception, working your way down. Uh, you see this long corridor, again, signs of damage fighting here and there. You see like there's um, like on the walls, like lining the, uh, you know, lining the hallway as you go down. You can see there's various bits of like graffiti and you can see like there's like an upside down crown with like a like in a some sort of charcoal or graphite sketching here and there with a big circle around it and a line through it like it's a no smoking sign. Um, looks like there's some bullet holes here and there and some scrapes. Uh, but you do see 
that on your left, uh, just after you get down these uh, these concrete stairs, there is another one of these doors uh, that looks to. It's got like a one of those sort of plastic signs next to it. This is offices. Uh, looking down the, the sort of dark, flickering corridor, at the far end, you think you see like a little light over top of what appear to be lift doors, like elevator doors. But a little bit before that, you do see there's another turn off that kind of like moves, like there's a, a corridor that intersects as well. So you got the door on the, your left, long way down, lift elevator doors. Uh, in between those two, there's a right-hand turn. It's Helix and Minton. You're muted, Derek. It was just the hallway that was poorly lit? Yeah, like like everything, like there's enough light, but it kind of flickers in and out. It's like backlit here and there. So like you, you can, it's not, you're not having trouble seeing. It's just, it comes and goes. Do a little recon on the floor. The door right next to us. Yeah, yeah you go in and you, uh, or no, you don't, you just do recon. Do you like open it up? Do you listen in? Like, Oh yeah, I'll listen in. If you see if I hear anything first before going in. Uh, yeah, you kind of put your your ear next to it. You're kind of listening, listening. Um, you you hear what sounds. You, sh- you hear you hear some movement on the other side. Uh, you also you also smell smoke. Actually, could be others on the other side. Whole place looks like a war zone. I'm not sure I like being in here without a weapon, but I didn't feel like getting looking like Reed back there. Um. Okay, so the offices are where the smoke smell is coming from. Exactly. Okay. Uh, I'll scout the hallway that turned to the right. Um, okay. Or branched off. You move up. You kind of look off to the right, and you see this. Long corridor, and you. But at the very end of it, you see a familiar sight. You see the sign of that exploded other checkpoint. That checkpoint that was like in shambles, uh, where you first encountered. You notice that between you and that place, there are these. There are doors on either side of the corridor. Uh, you don't notice the other that that one security android that you were fighting with. You don't see them anywhere. Well, it's just another hallway down this way with more doors. There's no security droid on this one, at least. We should wait for the others before. Yeah, you have like three doors, elevator, and then you can kind of go back as well. Wait for the others before we go down the lift. Maybe we should check out what this door is. Okay. I'm going to knock on this smoke door. On the smoke door? Uh, You knock on the smoke door and... As you're listening, like you hear the signs of, of like shuffling around on the inside, but no response. Maybe I'll even shout out, we're scavengers. Any survivors? Okay. You hear someone, someone, you hear a voice shout out. And it's kind of, it's kind of too, you know, it's kind of, it's almost like lispy in a way, like the voice that kind of comes, comes out like, you all divers? First day. 
Oh, got ourselves a bunch of greenies. All right, you come on in. <laughs> Water's fine. <laughs> I'll open it up. Put a foot in. Okay. Where are you, uh, Leo? Um, I would have, if I would have heard Helix knock on the door and then call out, I would come up right behind him to just stick together at least. Okay. Door opens up and you can tell that, first of all, this, there's like red emergency light everywhere and it's like illuminating everything. So everything's got this like drenched, this, it's imbued with red. You can see like there's this smell of burnt trash as you, the door opens and there's like smoke filling the room and you can see that there's like 40 plus cubicles that have been rearranged in various shapes to create these little ad hoc shelters and like these lean-tos here and there. There's like a small smoldering campfire like towards the center. Helix, what do you look like? Well, I look like an android. <laughs> asteroid were, tone okay. skin. Pretty symmetrical. So you're an obvious looking android? Okay, you hear the sound of a and you look over and there is this kind of older looking fella who's kind of perched behind one of these makeshift like shelter lean-tos. He's got a smart rifle leaning up on top of it, pointing in the direction of the door and it's and you hear the the gun begin to power up and as Leo steps in behind you, you hear a Are you Is this one one of yours there, fella? Uh sorry, what do you mean oh, you're oh I see, yes. Everyone seems to be a very timid around he's fine, he's completely friendly, he's probably more human than half of the people on my team. You You brought yourself an android? And in this here place, are you out of your freaking mind, boy? Well, no, because he brought himself. He has his own agency and can make his own decisions. Well, I suppose that's fine. But I'm going to keep old Shelly here nice and close just in case. You better keep an eye on him. Androids uh, have a way of having some funny things happen to them. Here in the deep, Monarch yes. kind of gets in their heads, you see. Well, it seems like even the people don't really last too well here either, so I think it's anything that's able to walk and talk comes out worse for wear. Well, that's a fair point. That's a fair point indeed. All right. May I offer you any assistance? Do you have any wounds? I'm a, I'm a doctor. I can patch you up. Uh, Helix can stay right here if you prefer it to be that way. We don't want any trouble. You, uh, you ain't good with the orthodontry. I got myself a toothache that is just absolutely excruciating. Um, really all I could do is either rip it out or give you some sort of pain medication once I find it. Oh, I thought you might have had some. Well... I was going to rip it out myself, but, you know, fellow with medical training might be even better, if you don't mind. 
Yeah, it's just it's just a bone that hangs out in your mouth. It's the same thing, yep. Wait, teeth are bones? That can't be right. Is that true? It's not really that important. It's kind of, yeah, essentially. Okay, well, if you can keep your, uh, your android fella a wee bit away, so I think we can, we can do business. Do you mind if he looks around in here for some supplies for our group while I tend to your injury? Yeah, okay, but stay away from that one right there. That that there's that there's mine. Most of these are just kind of come and go as you please, and sometimes people come but they go and they don't come back, and so everything that you have on you. You know, if you, if, you, if you really need it, you should take it with you. That's the first piece of advice for a new fellow like yourself. Don't leave stuff elsewhere, because if it's not with you, you ain't got no claim to it. Yes, I'm hoping that my pistol I left in the other hallway is not going to be missing when I get back to it. Um, but Dr. Menton will look to Helix and kind of give like a shaky like thumbs up and gesture to the room and then... He's going to look for some pliers. <laughs> okay. Get so he likes meal. Yeah, you start looking around. Leo, you start figuring out some way to pull this guy's tooth out. Uh, let's cut back to when uh, Liko and Abby, you just you got this big old terminal. Uh, what are you two doing? Uh, probably poke our heads out the wall at the door. What door? Um. So, because we've been in the conference room, so go back. Yeah, you look at you look back out, and you can tell there's in the corridor outside the meeting rooms. There's there's nothing there. Like you're you're in the clear. All right. Um, I'm assuming we see Reed just slumped against a wall. No, he's he's a couple rooms away. You guys are in the meeting room. There's a cafeteria mm-hmm. you have to go through. He went towards the. Oh, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. see anybody. It's just the two of you. All right. Uh, where should where should we go? Um. Thinking, we can either go the way the Marines went and see what havoc they've caused in that direction, but that seems like the ill-advised choice. So, sounds like we should go the way the rest of the group went. Yeah, I'd like to avoid them myself. I agree with that. So we'll go back through the cafeteria to the other door. Yeah, you uh yeah, you push through the cafeteria. You uh as you're doing so, like you you hear the door kind of shut behind you. And as it does so, you hear the static kind of come over the intercom. You hear that same chime come in. Static kind of plays a little bit longer underneath it. You hear that kind of corporate music continue to go. And then it kind of fades out by the time you get to the opposite side of the cafeteria. You push open the door and you can see laying on the ground you see Reed. Uh, he's got, you know, he's he's a little pale, but he's there. He's 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 alive. Uh, and uh, yeah, you can see that this the checkpoints in front of you. There's. What would you like to do? Uh, Lico's gonna kick the bottom of Reed's foot. That's uh, I'm awake. I'm awake. I'm awake. So. Oh, yeah. Where 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 they where they go? Are you okay? Uh, Why the, the fuck are you just sitting there? I just 
they got the that darn weapon scanner right right over there and i i don't think it works but i i i told leo i'd watch his gun and i point towards the locker okay uh is it just weapons or is it electronics I, I I just don't know. He's been calling out, like, put your weapons aside. And you threw the scalpel. You see the scalpel in the middle of, like, the floor. You saw it kind of glitch on, glitch off. They're damaged. It's just how confident are you? Yeah. Uh, Is he, like, if we, like, spoke to him, would he... Abby's going to try and talk to him. Um, excuse me, sir. Could you offer us some directions? Weapons down before proceeding. Okay. And, and Abby will put her weapon down and head up. Could you point us in the direction of a med bay? As you step through the, uh, the metal detectors, you've got no weapon on you at this point. Mm Mm-hmm. The gate goes down, and that's all he's saying. Uh, uh, Abby, Abby, could it, could you grab my knife there for me? Uh, she'll kick it back. Okay, you kick it back, and again, she's there's too not what I wanted, there's, but that's fair. I know what you wanted. Gun. I was right there, ready for it. I was like, the gun swirls, and suddenly Abby's in pieces. Oh god! <laughs> no, thank you, sir. Okay. Uh, but you have free access to the to the door if you want it. Uh, and and Abby just kind of stands there and looks back at Liko. Y'all coming or what's happening? Uh, Liko's gonna look at Reed. You ready to move? Yeah, yeah, I can. I can move. I can move. Can you help me out? Yep. And Liko's very tall, so she kind of scratched out and uh, like hoist you up. I I really really don't like the idea of leaving this gun here. Don't you have an EMP? Yeah. You you you, you think that would work? <laughs> Abby shrugs. <laughs> uh is he is the is the tur- gun turret swiveled back towards them then since I'm on the other side? Yes, that is correct. Is there any like electronics panels nearby? Uh nope. Looks like there's no. the gate, there's the swivel thing, there's like okay. the the security checkpoint, but no, if you're looking for again the only only terminal you've really seen is in the reception area. That Everything one. else has really okay. been too damaged. Liko's gonna drop her weapon. Okay. I'm looking through. Yeah, if you're really gonna make things. me risk my life twice, you tell me what you want to do, buddy. We're just playing games. Just playing games here. Reed will grab Liko's weapon. He'll grab Abby's weapon. He'll grab Leo's and Helix's stun baton. He's gonna grab it all. 
And then what is he going to do? And then he's going to wait for Liko and Abby to get out of the way. Okay. Oh, shit. Oh, shit is right. Okay, so Liko <laughs> and Abby, do you go through the airlock door? Yeah, I've already yeah. gone through. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we're on an express elevator to hell and we're going down. You've got everything. And when they're on. out of the way, I'm throwing an EMP grenade. Oh, you're going to throw their EMP grenade. Okay. All right. So they, they go through. You throw a, you throw an EMP grenade. Roll a D100. Okay. So you throw, you throw the, you, you throw, you throw the grenade. Are you trying to like loft it up and over and into the thing? Or are you just kind of just getting it as close? It's just, it's bulletproof. It's not EMP proof. Yeah, I, I, I figure I, I don't have too much energy to really go for the football arc, uh, so I would just try to slide it over as best I can. Okay, so roll forty ten. So you throw this thing out. It. But what? Sorry, uh, I didn't you, mean to roll it twice. No, nah, it's all good. It's all good. You throw this thing out. You see that, like, it explodes. It cackles. And you watch, like, as the android behind the the sort of the bulletproof glass, you can see that it... But you see that it doesn't shut down. You can see that the gun kind of swirls in your direction. Uh... And, uh, yeah, it's going to fire at you, actually. Oh, no. <laughs> D100. It, no. Uh, as Lego <laughs> Abby, on the, face, so on, the other, does, on the other... Does it get disadvantaged? Because it's, it's I'll, currently being I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. It actually, it's actually not enough to do... Yeah, okay. Security Android. Yeah, I think I think that's a that's a fair argument. Uh, so when you're already roll. bleeding from the neck. Oh, shit. How bad could it be? How bad could it be? It's a disadvantage. We need a new marine. It's anti-matter rifle. So oh, no. the next marine will it's actually not, roll a weapon of, and armor. It's kind of malfunctioning. <laughs> as it's trying to fire at you. Uh, but because it's a disadvantage, that 68 over 60 is a miss. Uh, Reed, what do you want to do? Is, is this the type combat. of like... T- hallway that I could get through it fairly quickly. There is an airlock door on the other side. The airlock door we're we're doing the whole like submarine spinny thing. That's 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 what we're 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 working with. The one behind you going back to the cafeteria is just a regular old door. Running away would not be difficult. Running through carrying all this stuff, getting and trying to get the door open, I think you're going to take one more shot before you get out. And this might be meta, and so if the answer is no, that's fine. But if we, if Abby and I hear that explosion behind us, no, that's fine. You want to open could the door? We oh, open the door. Yeah. I I don't think that's meta. I think you you hear in game the sounds of gunfire. You open the door, and just in time to see a spray of bullets come across the opposite side where where Reed has is kind of carrying all your stuff. You can see that there's. Something's wrong with the androids. Like, 
but it's not uh, it's not shut down and it's firing at Reed. The door is open. So Reed is shuffling towards him. He, he, I, he got shot in the neck, but he's moving as fast as he can. Let's do this. Okay. Uh, you're just going to run? If I die, I die. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You could use a dice to give you advantage if you need it. Uh, yeah, please. Yeah, it. am I doing... What am I doing, Jeff? Tell me what I'm doing. Tell me how I'm I, dying. I think a body save uh, here to avoid damage as you're trying to get through. You can take a thing and do the do the advantage if you want. Um, yeah, I actually I no, 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 no. If no, 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 because this is just a, this is a pure speed test. Let's just do speed. Uh, so like you're just trying to move as thirty five or thirty three. It's the same to me. So roll speed. If you want to take an audience dice for, uh, I, I would like to take a die for advantage. But Thank here's you. what I would like you to do before you roll. Read. Yeah. Uh, Melissa and I were talking about a new rule with using audience purchase dice. Oh, so that's right. I forgot. Everyone can use them. Totally fine. But when you use them, you have to either describe like some sort of special extra effort and how it manifests or like what's going through your character's head that remind like something like that that sort of justifies its use like is there a memory of reed like running through a battlefield that's helping him get through this is there you know something like something like that yeah yeah there's a couple things going on um reed is very lightheaded right now (laughs) <laughs> and you know when you're tired and you're driving and you think you're gauging the distance and you're actually pretty far off. Yeah. Uh Reed is is thinking like the hallway's not too far. I can get that. Uh it, it's not that bad. Um and his tank top I'm sure is just soaked with blood at this point anyways. Mm-hmm. So he he's going to be already off in his estimation of how far he can go. But then he's going to like slip and stumble and he's going to be so covered in blood that he'll actually slide along the metal grate <laughs> towards the door. I love it. <laughs> Roll your speed check advantage. He's singing I can go the distance like Hercules. No, was so close. Was so close. You slip slide towards the door. The gun oh. struggling to turn as you move past it to get a shot off at you. Uh, again, oh. at disadvantage. As you're right at the door, Liko, Abby, uh, you're at the door. Is there anything that you two want to do before this fire goes, like this, this shot goes off? Um, Could I kinda, grab him and yeah, like pull exactly. him in while like, she slams out. the door shut? Okay, I'll say let's do a strength test. Um, and one of you can help the other, I guess, and just do a, do advantage. It's fine. If I've you pass... Okay, I have 26. <laughs> so the both of you reach out, Liko, and if you pass on this, you can roll advantage. If you pass on this, I'll say you pull him through before the gun, before the, the, the bullets fly in his direction. I'm rolling. I can't look. 31 under 41. Success on both. And a four. And a four under 41. Reed, you hear the sounds of the of the sub, the, the, the machine gun kind of turning around again. You hear, you hear, what's the weapons? And then the gun starts firing. You hear the ting, 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 as the bullets hit the grates right behind where your feet are. And you come to a stop and you realize the bullets are getting closer. And then you feel the hands of Liko just like grab you right on your shoulder, right underneath your armpit and just drag you in. You look back, you see like the sparks of the bullet on the on the floor panels that you were just on. Your blood kind of trailing a bit from the drippings of of your of your neck. Abby, you managed to slam the door right in time as the bullet you hear on the other side ding, 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 as they continue to kind of go up on the inside uh, of the door. 
And Reed, you have made it through alive. With all your weapons, I, too. Oh, I, my what a hero. <laughs> lord. Guys, that was awesome. I grab Liko's head with my bloody <laughs> hands, and I pull it close, and I just give her a giant kiss on the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> and you're so bloody, you're just like, oh, God. <laughs> just soaked in blood. Oh. My sock is falling off, but like it's kind of dried a little bit, so it won't come all the way off. Chuck's back. Thank you, Defenders, for the raid. Earlier, we had Diesel Shot rating. Thank you as well. Uh, I, I was this close to killing Steven. <laughs> I was this close to killing. I actually did kill a Steven tonight, just an NPC Steven. Uh, okay. So you're wow. through. We are through. Weapons intact. So you, um, you, you, you move down idea. the hall. You kind of move down the staircase. Uh, you you see the door on the left that kind of goes into where the offices were. You see everything you saw that I was describing before for Menton and Helix. Uh, Abby would probably look around for the doctor. Okay. You peek in, and you can see... You can see Dr. Menton uh, in this makeshift cubicle with this kind of scraggly old-looking man, his hair kind of like pulled back, kind of Willie Nelson style. Uh, he's got this long kind of ugly braid. He's got this white, you know, uh, uh, like white fuzz. And he's leaning back in this, this office chair with his mouth open. And Leo is just kind of like shining a, a flashlight inside. And Leo, what you see is a dude who's missing almost all of his teeth. He's got like four left. And one of them just looks rotten to all hell. And he's like, yeah, Doc, it's, it's this one right here. Oh, man, this one's giving me quite the quite the pain uh yep i've never seen a tooth uh quite that green before but um i'm certain we can we can get it out no problem um i'm gonna look for is there alcohol here because you're probably gonna need it oh and matter of fact i i do have a bit of the isopropyl uh, let me let me get through this i was i was down on the factory and i managed to get here we go. And he kind of holds up this like grimy bottle of what looks like rubbing alcohol. And you can tell there's all these like dark fingerprints on it. Like somebody like picked it up after like they uh, they had like grease or something on their hands and it's just covered. It's the, the dirtiest <laughs> thing. And the top, like there's no top to it. Instead, it just looks like some little piece of like like uh, tinfoil kind of covering it up. You peel it back, you take a whiff and then, yeah, it's it's rubbing alcohol, but it ain't actual alcohol. Okay. I've been, um, uh, I've been taking a few nips of that every so often, you know, just to keep that my, is, my whistle wet. You know, it, it hasn't killed you, but let me just say, you're that's not the kind of alcohol that, that that'll make you go blind, if not outright melt your liver. But we're going to use it to clean the wound once I get the tooth out. Do I hear people coming in behind me while I'm talking? And you, yeah, and you look over. Helix has been, he's moving around, exploring. The door opens up, and there you see Abby and Liko and Reed stumbling in. Without any hesitation, uh, Menton's going to look at Liko, and he's going to say, uh, he's going to need your stress ball real bad here. Uh, can you just throw that out up to him? Oh, thanks. More of your, your diving crew out. That's well. Yeah. I used to have a diving crew, but uh, they're well. There, there ain't no more of them. They've they've suffered a, a significant amount of 
trauma. And I'm last one left, I think. Might be a few of them lingering around here or there. You can, you can get separated from time to time. Things just have a tendency of getting lost on you, you know? Yeah, we've already taken, one of us has already taken a shotgun to the throat, so I think we're settling in quite nicely here. Did you now? Well, that sounds troubling. Yes. Yeah. Nico's right. going to take out the stress ball and give it a couple squeezes and just kind of toss it at the guy. Uh, here you go there. Didn't catch your name. Oh, my name's Nellie. Uh, Nellie, do you happen to know where maybe like a midday would be located? Well, that's an interesting question. Now, are you talking about, like, for for humans? Is that you're looking for, like, a medical medical yeah. facility for humans? Well, there's I know not the really. Floor three. Well, the factory is a sprawling hellhole filled with goodies and death. Uh, so you might be able to find something within there. Uh, but if you're looking for a proper hospital of uh, uh, place where a fine doctor here can do his work. Well, I'm afraid that uh, you might be better off returning to the bell for, for that. Uh, okay. There have been particular places where you might be able to find medical equipment here and there, but uh, it, no, it, this was a production factory back uh, in the days of long ago in the far far time and uh they did not quite have a, a robust medical facility according to my understanding okay okay I do uh I do have well for folks like your, yourself uh, I'll, I'll tell you what if the surgery here goes uh, well, I might be able to give you all a, a present as recompense for payment and such for the doctor's kind deeds. Okay, I'll uh, I'll do my best. Shall shall I attend? Yes, please. I'm <laughs> going to need some help so that he doesn't swing at me when the tooth comes out. Go ahead and go ahead and I mean, real surgery uh, with. Oh uh, God. Yeah, to go ahead. This is a little bit more like prepared. It's less thing. So yeah, roll your surgery and uh, take the advantage for Abby giving you a hand. Some rusty pliers and some greasy rubbing alcohol. Suction, doctor. <laughs> Did you guys ask for like, is there a hospital? I'm like, I don't think there is. Oh, I don't God, remember something no. like that. I was thinking more like nurse room. It did not pass either way. Yeah, oh, this no. this this wasn't a this wasn't like a residential facility. Or Got it. Like okay. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, both it's really uh, both facility. failed. Uh, oh. So describe how this goes wrong. <laughs> Go ahead, <Jared. laughs> um, okay. So <clears throat> doctor Doctor Mitten grabs like the nearest tool to try and get the tooth out, um, and as soon as he tries to like clamp down on the tooth and pull. Uh, mm. it just falls apart and the dudes like the, 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 it's just like the oldest pair of like calipers or like whatever. So it's just like holding like the two pieces of the pliers in each hand as it falls apart. And there's just like metal shavings and, uh, 
and debris oh, in the guy's mouth. I thought mouth. like the tooth just yeah, that's what I was thinking too. in his mouth, yeah. and I was like, oh Jesus oh. Christ! Yeah. Oh, that would actually probably make more sense. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. He's just, you just, oh yeah. Just, just kind so of the, so. So the top of the tooth, yeah, the top of the tooth just crumbles into the back of his throat, and the root is definitely still in there, oh, festering. Oh, oh, and he's uh, he's screaming in pain, actually, extraordinarily loud. No. I have a stun baton if you need to use that. Probably should have done that to begin with. Knock him out first. Um, <laughs> Dr. Mitten, not really knowing what to do, is just say, don't swallow any of the tooth. And he's just going to start like putting rubbing alcohol on the stun Liko's going to grab the stun baton. Okay, you grab the stun baton. What do you do with and it? Try to... Uh, and tell Dr. Men, uh, hands off. Clear. He's in enough, he's in enough pain. You're, what, you're not going to knock him out. Kill me. Just kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> so you take the stun baton, you put it down and <clears throat> you just kind of leave it on him for a little while. You see him shock, 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 shock. And I'll say eventually he just passes out either from the pain or from the stun, stun baton. You're not sure which. Oh Meanwhile, we need to find some medicine for this guy because when he wakes up, he's not going to be happy. Are you kidding me? There's those people that shot Reed and he just screamed. <laughs> yeah, what about me? Time. I need some medicine. <laughs> well, we're, we're trying. He said he had a present for us. Maybe it's a maybe it's yeah, a mobile it's hospital his gun. He's going to kill us now. And I, I would give everyone uh, their weapons back now too. Uh Minton, okay. you would get the EMP grenade back too. Okay. So Abby, Reed, when as you're looking around, etc., like going through the guy's things, you do in fact actually find a med kit, uh, which might or may not have been the present. You're not sure. Amongst some other uh, items that he has, he has collected. Um, as my my earbuds are threatening to go out. Talk about yourselves for a second. Look, guys, I just want to reiterate: I'm a medical doctor. I'm not an orthodontist. I thought it just was right out. I didn't think it would crumble like an old sand dollar that you find on the beach. That thing looked rotted. I don't even know how you were going to get a grip on that thing. I I thought it could how hard could it be? It's a it's a bone, but no, it was just solidified dirt essentially. It was the I've never I, seen it that green. I'm not a doctor, but I don't think teeth are bones. I could have sworn they were. I don't know. I like I said, this is not my area of expertise. It's like, I'm a cardiologist. <laughs> I'm a podiatrist. Uh, okay. So, in addition, uh, as Helix, you've been you've been scouring this whole place. So you guys, you've actually let me fin- let me let me resolve. So you go through the guy's things a little bit, and you do find uh, you do find the um, you do find the med kit, but you also find. A couple plastic bags uh, filled with tongues uh, in his in his packs, but as you're kind of poking them, you notice that like they are. Who said we were poking them? <laughs> I would poke them. Continue. I know, Ashley. <laughs> you notice that you could tell just by kind of looking at them, like the they they don't look they look like pseudo flesh. They don't look like real tongues. They look like tongues that 
they look actually similar to Helix's toe. Wow, this guy's collecting trophies off of his kills. It's messed up. I mean, to each their own, I suppose. Do these sell? Oh my god, what if That's a little been... bit of an insensitive question considering our present party. What if he's been eating them? Abby, what? What is it? What has he been eating down here? It's something that rots teeth. I don't know if pseudo flesh does that. And Liko's just going to look over to Helix as if he should answer that question. Well, Helix is busy because Helix just like dug out like underneath like what looked like this sort of series of of ad hoc kind of fortress of a, of a like someone's really tried to hide something you dig out and you notice that there's this very very nice looking kind of foot locker and you can tell that it's very sleek kind of shiny it's got this uh kind of this, this chrome uh that you can see for like the, the buckling that kind of opens it up and when you when you when you want to do like the the latches on it and you can pull the lid up. You notice. <laughs> thank you, Chuck. You notice inside there is the most beguiling-looking statue that you have ever seen, Helix. But as you're kind of staring at it, you're like central processors kind of going. Your logic core is like on overboard. Uh, and you can see it just kind of churning and churning and churning. And you realize, like, there's something about this statue that looks geometric, surrealistic in some in some fashion. But there's this sort of sacred-like geometry that seems to have been compiled within it. And you realize that there's... There's something to this. Like there's like a, you, you feel like this egging in the back of your your brain as your your core is going through it. And you have found a, a second artifact. Okay. I will collect that. Maybe it shows the others if they're interested. Yeah. If the rest of you look at it, it looks very strange. Uh, well made. It's you're not even. It's some sort of advanced plastic, possibly. Uh, you're not, or some composite. Uh, you can see, like, like looking at it, it almost, it almost, it looks like there's an engineered quality to it. Like you're not even sure. Like how would somebody carve that? Like, but it also doesn't look necessarily 3D printed. You don't really see the kind of the grains and stuff that sometimes call it. Like it's so perfect and smooth. In places to the point where it almost feels like fiberglass and it's got this shiny reflective quality to it and just kind of staring at it like your mind just sort of drifts and you just kind of think back to like you know voyages you know in your in the doppler effect like from one job to the next like just looking out into the void of space and you're just kind of like your brain just sort of drifts back into this like sense of unease everyone go ahead and take a stress Jeff, haven't I been through enough? No. <laughs> and as you're kind of all staring down at it, 
as you're, you know, you're taking your breath, you hear the crackling of static kind of come on the intercom. And then immediately after, the sound of a chime goes off once more. And that is where we're going to end for tonight. All right. Oh, my goodness. Great session. All right. Reed is still alive. Rumbling teeth, collapsing throats. (laughs) So many activities happening tonight. (laughs) And you guys are still only on floor one. Look at that. Yeah, Jesus. We're in like the fourth room. There's uh, (laughs) there's still a couple more rooms to find. Yeah. Uh, We do pick up the smart rifle. As chat pointed you out. You stole this guy's smart We're rifle? stealing his smart rifle? I didn't steal it, no. I was just trying to pull his tooth out. No. He's not dead. He's just knocked out. Uh, well, we'll pick up there, and you can guys can decide what you want to we'll do determine. with old Nelly uh, later on. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Let's uh, let's get the hell out of here. Uh, so tomorrow, you can catch Melissa and I tomorrow morning or early afternoon over on Defenders of Cobalt. We're playing some Fallout uh, in the- Urban Perilous Place. Oh, Grim and Perilous Place. Sorry, I don't know why I thought that was on Defenders. Grim and Perilous Place, my bad. Uh, then tomorrow afternoon, you can catch myself, everyone here but Derek, basically, playing One Ring uh, back here on our channel because uh, uh, Derek hates us. Uh, and then on Monday, uh, we should be back to playing some Deadlands, I think. Uh, and remember that the Mothership game is in every other Friday as we're alternating between this game and Hunter, uh, Hunter of the Reckoning, new uh, fifth edition that just came out, new Hunter 5. Um the first couple episodes of that are over on our YouTube page, uh, if you want to take a look. Uh, and, yeah, I think that's it. Unless anyone's got something else they want to throw out there. All right. Uh, thank you for all the bits everyone threw out tonight. Farco, I used a couple. One of those was on the uh, the Marine Merc Squad that came in and shot Reed. Oh, uh, so that was, <laughs> oh, that was thanks, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I threw that in there, uh, and uh, so I still got. And uh, there's one other uh, in that. What was the other one I did it for? Uh, there was another one I used it for. I can't remember. What, oh no, it was the the initial security uh, droid. There. Yeah, that was the other. Yeah, one. Yeah. So I still got yeah, two more in that, the bank. The one and that nearly one shot. Last me latest read. one from Chuck. <laughs> Chuck, uh, how much? Did, so Chuck gave me some. Oh man. So Chuck I gave me five bits. Give me five bits. Five bits don't buy shit. Five hundred. Oh, okay, yeah, that's different. <laughs> Oh, that's like a mega complication. So that's like a, what am I at? at. It did specifically say two tortures. That's like cardiac arrest. Yeah, he he did say just me, so Liko should be safe. (laughs) That's what I mean. A major complication would be cardiac arrest for Reed because of blood loss. Yeah, yeah. Steven, He dies. No, he he can survive it. But if he survives it, he's going to be severely limited because of cardiac arrest. All right. Goodness. So... Yeah, so anyway, go check out our stuff, uh, YouTube, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and uh, we'll see you next Friday for Hunter. And the Friday after, we'll be back uh, playing more Mothership. Uh, so, yeah, see ya. Uh, we're going to raid somebody since uh, that's fun to do. I don't know who's still up. Vorpal Tales. Yep, Vorpal Tales will do. Traveler, we used to play that, remember? But then we're like, no, no, no. We got to get way more freaking hardcore. Let's do some Yeah, we're going to be darker. <laughs> Thanks for everyone hung out. It's good to see you again. Uh, we had a couple names pop up that we haven't seen in a while, so it was great to see. Uh, follow the raid, uh, and uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time. Bye bye. Bye guys. See you. <laughs>